The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Ryder Cat, and you can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News News Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. South Carolina with Columbia down the way. And sound effects you have heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn. One, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings, as always. Is Brooklyn in the house without a doubt? Hey, yo, Brooklyn is in the house, but for real, it's the same thing for myself here in the Northeast, as well as Roddy Cat in... uh, uh, South Carolina with Columbia down the way. It's the same, just a s- different degrees. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. That's the truth, yo. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is, uh, it's cold. It's, it is very, 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 very cold outside. Um, in fact, <laughs> it's so cold, that's out. you know i was about to say you know what you know what they say up here i I don't know if they say that if they say this uh down by you but it's it's brick out it is just brick so yes but only because we got it from (laughs) 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 y'all we got that from y'all years ago and not too many people say it but yeah that 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 came from (laughs) (laughs) y'all and you know what's funny is that that came about after I came of age. Uh-huh. So I was kind of like, not old when that came out, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's the new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, back to our quickie is, plug before we move on. Yes, the slang, the slang is real, folks. Um, yes, folks, uh, this show is brought to you by the Coles of the Podcast Network, the CSPN.us. Do it today. It's exactly a joint effort. I said that last week with the nation, but you know, we don't need to go into all of that. But you can also find this here podcast on the podcast, your podcast, Brazil Place of Choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Cole and or the Cole Sub the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. And you could also find us streaming every normally every Thursday night, uh 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on the PMs. On the YouTube channel of The Click Nation, that's youtube.com slash The Click Nation, that's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, and also twitch.tv slash Coming Book Chronicles. 
Make sure to hit like and subscribe and give us all the five star reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, folks, this is, as, as you will probably see later, the, the day before the day before Christmas, been... and we don't need that. So thank you, YouTube, for storing <laughs> my stuff up. Um, <laughs> I was like, what's that? Yeah, the YouTube, well, Chrome, between Chrome and YouTube decided to hate on me real quick. So we're just going to go bypass that and say sure. that it's Christmas time is here. It is a couple of days before Christmas. Uh, of, and we hope that uh, if you do celebrate, you have a good and joyous one. And though we will say the same thing later on the show, but still want to get that out of the way just in case you hear this after uh, Christmas. Seriously. And if you don't celebrate, hey, I hope your day your day is well and you ate a lot and uh, you had some good times and, um, you know, look forward to the end of the year and hopefully a brand new, better year <laughs> to come. But that being the case, folks, we're going to get into the books of the night, starting off with, um, I believe we said Strange, number nine. Sure. Strange number nine is written by Jed McKay with pencils by Marcelo Ferreira, inks by Roberto Poggi, colors by Hava Tartaglia, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. So this seems to be uh, a great point in the story of Clea Strange. And... If I had one little bit of a nitpick is that the the base that they are attacking, you know, the 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 the, the location of it seems so almost stereotypical now. It's it's like not the first time <laughs> we've seen this particular uh base being situated in a particular way mm -hmm. being defended or protected by a particular way and i was like oh okay yes. i get it mckay it's hard to come up with a new base but at the same time i was like oh didn't we just see this somewhere you know i believe it was empire strikes back yes well not even <laughs> empire but like i know but I'm, know, I'm, yeah yeah you know <laughs> So, but yes, we have we have seen this base, uh, and a base similar to this situated uh, in and outside of the uh, the MCU, uh, many exactly. times. Exactly, and like, hello, hey, Black Widow, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, exactly. And and Civil War, and well, not Civil War, and uh, um, Winter Soldier, I guess, and and X, Y, and Z, and whatever else, but and Avengers, I guess, um. But yeah, hey, you know, they get, just can't help themselves. What can I say? And there's also no place like home. So there you go. Just to go ahead and get right. get that out of the way. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Clea and the Harvest Man, who we might as well go ahead and tell y'all, hey, guess what, folks? There's someone very familiar to her and some, some to you all. Um, I guess without giving it away, even though it's already been given away. And it's, if you're watching the cover, you kind of can tell who that is. Right. If you're watching the video version, it's 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 it's, it's Stephen Strange, folks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, he's dead but not dead. <laughs> he's undead but not zombie. Zombie. X, yeah. Y, and Z, and all of that. Yeah. But, shout out. Shout, let's say shout out to Dolores uh, Reardon from uh, uh, the Cranberries. Rest in peace. Because as soon as he said zombies, I'm like in your head, in your head. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't even think about that. That was a good pull. Um, 
But yeah, so so Clea and Steven are attacking this base uh, up, up and away, and uh, she's pissed, rightly so, for a couple of different reasons of, as which, uh, in which she gets into through her own uh, internal monologue. Uh, but uh, we also reminded of how, um, let's say, flowery uh, Steven's language can be <laughs> when it comes to the ladies. Yep. So, but uh, but otherwise that we kind of get into them attacking the base and uh, getting behind or trying to get to the the leader of this whole shenanigans and trying to take down the blasphemy cart cartel, and of course monologues being monologues, and then <sighs> the end of the book comes as they fight their way through to a certain point, and uh, as I say in my notes, um which doesn't necessarily have to be a thing, but I'm just going to say that he's back and you might not know who he is, but you will find out next issue. Uh, there is a, he that returns, um, to the Marvel universe. If uh, only in a different form. Yes. But also may also potentially, um, be, uh, entering the MCU. If rumors are to be believed. I, mm. I will say that. Now, granted, that didn't necessarily give the the, the general audience uh, an idea who that might be, but um, you know, you got to leave something. You know, the, the book just came out a couple days ago, so gotta 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 leave something. Plus, I'm groaning because I was like, "Oh, why is this person back again? <laughs> Whatever form they're in, you know." But that's just me. So. But otherwise, that hey, it was a good issue. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Well, what 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 I was mildly disappointed by, and I didn't realize this. This is probably the penultimate issue of this series. Hmm. That's what's strongly implied in the post, uh, in, in in the 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 end of the, uh, the I guess the, uh, the 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 teaser for the next issue the... is that the ending of this particular chapter in the in the in the story of Clea strange is about to come about and we're going to see what happens next in the strange corner of the Marvel universe to which I think I did. Cause I know we talked about the, the, the upcoming Jed McKay led continuation of the strange story, but not necessarily in this volume. Right. But I'm... I know we announced that as a news story. Uh, yes, but I'm thinking that I, I could have sworn ahead of here if that was, if, if that wasn't it, but yes, there is a definite, um, uh, continuation of a sort coming. Well, maybe we did talk about that last week and, and, and it's probably why I, I would have to look into it, but I thought I had it in this week's, uh, news if we had not, but regardless. So yeah, there may or may not be some news on that. We may have talked about it last week. And yeah, we uh, did talk like, that's why I remember like there's going to be a new launch. I know that the March solicitations came out this week because I, I was messaging prior to the show with Roddy cat about something that came out that something, some news that came out in the March, 2023 solicitations. But ultimately I think in some teaser news for those self, for those same solicitations, we found out that the strange story, uh, we'll continue in a new launch of a number one issue. So, you know, we'll see how the upcoming issue number 10 plays out. Uh, and, you know, it seems like it seems like there'll be just a very short respite in between uh, this volume and the next. Hmm. 
or they do something similar. It's like, nope, Clea uh, is going to continue, and then there's going to be a, a, another side strange book. Yeah, we did talk about. It. I'm looking at this, the article right now. So okay, right. so good, good, right. good. We don't know. We don't know. That's the point. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We'll find out next issue. Right. Um. But that being said, like I said, I've I've been enjoying the adventures of of Clea, even though she's kind of um. Uh, not necessarily singular in her approach, but what she's aiming to get out of it pretty much has happened, except for not in the way that can still have any resonance toward for her uh, as she would want. I would say because mm-hmm. there's still a a um there there's still a, 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 a an impending thing between them that they have to deal with, uh, and whether uh as we said you know that's going to continue into the the pages of whatever that continuation is going to be or they will have dealt with it by the time that happens because for all you know for all purposes known it feels like that's is just going to be putting things back the way they were from what we know about that new series Right, we don't. Yeah, we're no, like 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 I've been saying. We don't know exactly how that's going to play out, and but right. it's it seems obvious that Clea is going to remain a, a a prime player in this in 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 the strange corner of the Marvel universe. Obviously, you know she was introduced into the MCU in one of the uh, the tag scenes at the end of uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise that the Clea character is going to remain, if not prominent, at least featured in the Marvel Universe, the comic book Marvel Universe for the time being, going forward. Yeah. That being said, we can move on to another book. All righty, President Bartlett. What's next? How about we go over to the dark web and not the part of the internet that we're not supposed to? <laughs> rather, it's <laughs> rather. Did we say which dark web book we we're going to start with first? I think we're supposed to start in the reading order with Mary Jane and Black Cat right. number one right. of five. So this, believe it or not, folks, is the first issue of a five-issue limited series that ties into dark web. It's written by Jed McKay with art by. Vincenzo Caratu, colors by Brian Reber, and letters by VC's Ariana Mar. So, I'll tell you what I liked about this issue, and I'm going to tell you what I did not like about this issue. Okay. I liked that the art really did pick up in a very similar tone to the stuff that per- uh was it Perry Perez? Uh no, it's it was one of the um Oh, one of the original Hawks Pox artists that was on uh, Black Cat. But, you know, there there have been a, a, a few artists that have been on the Black Cat series that have maintained a fairly consistent tone with the Black Cat art. And this artist, who is heretofore unknown to me, continues in that vein. I don't know if you agree, but at the end of the day, it seems like they have a consistent tone and style for Felicia in the Jed McKay penned or written Black Cat books. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, there's, nothing, there's, there's been nothing jarring about the art from, from, right. from story to story. Right. I'll tell you what I did not like about this <laughs> because it sets up a mystery that harkens back to uh, 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 a Spider-Man 
Mary Jane story that came out of like post one more day. If I, if I recall correctly, and right. I was never a fan of it. And now I'm confused by it, but in the same vein of the Zeb Wells, amazing Spider-Man story right now, they're giving us something and they're going to explain it at some point in the future. And they're going to make us wait. You better, because I'm going to be upset about that. So, yeah, I tried to look up. If, if we're on the same page about that part of what you just mentioned, because I've read about a couple of other characters that are similarly, let's say, themed with what the, the powers that show up here right. uh, happen to be. And I didn't know whether that was indeed from that or not. Because I do remember something along those lines, but I don't remember anything after one more day. So <laughs> I barely remember one more day. I intentionally don't remember too much from one more day. So right. anything after like, that's kind doing, of a blur. We weren't doing the show yet. That's the thing. Right. That's pre comic book chronicles. <clears throat> right. But even still, you know, like that's, you know, there's been a lot of belly aching about that particular story and prior things before it. And, you know, I mean, I was collecting amazing at the time. Right. And I was just getting it just to get it, just to see where it went. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I was not a fan of this particular aspect of the story. And I know that uh, the, the the writing team of Slot and Friends, I believe at that point, it was not yet primarily Dan Slot. I think there was a group of, uh, of writers on Amazing Spider-Man because they were putting it out like, I think, three times monthly at, the, at one point. So um, there is you know, a, a super powered aspect that is introduced or reintroduced here, or maybe introduced in a slightly different form than the, the stories we're referring to those, those immediately post one more day stories. And I was not a fan of that. And I was not a fan of it being incorporated here. I'll be honest. I was very much turned off by that reading this. I, I, I so I admit some slight curiosity, but my problem comes with the back end of your the, the issue you have with it in that they're fucking stringing us along again. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like here's the deal. Here's the, here's what happened. We ain't gonna tell you right. why. We're not gonna tell you anything. Right. It was like okay, really. And this came out of mind you. This is the first time we have seen because there's we have had 15 issues of this volume, the the latest volume of uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. And then all of a sudden pal this side thing from this from this event is where this thing kind of pops up and yep. i'm like damn you damn you all <laughs> to hell damn you Jim <laughs> mckay i love you for love your writing but damn you for participating in this bs even though you know it's still a story-wise it's still pretty good for for you know for for right. what it is well, the if thing you is take, he's a, the, take that he's the black cat guy right yeah. i was about to say hold your thought he's the black cat guy so in order for him to play with black cat and mary jane he's got to incorporate this story or this aspect of the story so i don't necessarily blame mckay i i blame wells no i blame him <laughs> he, he's, <laughs> he's a party to it i blame him no i mean it's, it's not serious but uh but um but yeah, we get another black. We get another Mary Jane and Black Cat um, uh, team up, which is which is cool. But yeah, that part where it's like so you're just going to introduce this thing and not say one blessed thing about it, even calling it out during the course of the story multiple times. I'm like, just not going to say anything about it. I'm like, nope. And that's I I hate it. I hate it here. Yep. 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 So, 
Click of the week. Yeah, no, I'm and, kidding. <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say, like, I kind of groaned even with the uh, with the cliffhanger uh, ending. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I understand that one... why this character shows up because it makes sense given right. the, the the nature of dark web and how it's tied into the previous inferno storyline from the 80s blah 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 yakety schmackety i get it but i was kind of like oh okay they had to give this duo something to go up against that's not having to do with the main but be a part of but not necessarily the main part of dark web and i get that and and, and as i say in my notes you know what i'm what i'm kind of not surprised by this character who shows up at the end showing up Mm -hmm. because of all of that great so that gives them something to, to go up against for, for however long uh, they choose to do that. But still, the, the, the thing that's hanging on top of this is the stuff we've already crossed about the, the last, in the last few minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure it'll be a pretty good story. Like I said, it's McKay doing Black Cat and, and Mary Jane and, you know, did pretty good the, the first, first time. Uh, that happens. Also, the power of the redheads, because uh, because of um, there's a part in this story which I'm just going to call it uh, attention to, uh, where Felicia calls Tony Stark for a favor, right? <laughs> and when she gets to why the fa- what the favor is for, he's like right on it. Pretty much. I mean, obviously, it helps that you know if you'd read some of that and some of those Invincible Iron Man stories. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, but so, but also still, <laughs> power of right. redheads. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's why I had I had a, a, a legit chuckle at that at the, the at that part of the story at that part of the issue rather. That's but still upset about the, the this other part. That being said, there's another backstory, uh, not a, a side, uh, not a backstory, but a side story we get at the uh, end of the main story that has to deal with uh, Felicia stealing what she believes to be the Doctor Doom's masks or mask. Oh she, right. Yeah, and she whips up a well, not whips up a story. She tells up a story that uh, of her going on an adventure through time and space that ends up in a poker game with uh, some familiar folks. And uh, there's a revelation at the end of that, which which was actually kind of kind of amusing, though. So right. and Did also a tease. Who, I was about to say, you, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I'll I'll make my uh, I'll ask my question after you're done. Oh, I was about to say, there's also a tease that one of the adventures that she goes on is apparently going to be told later. And anytime Jed McKay has has uh, said that, it has come to pass. So I'm pretty certain we're going to see that particular adventure uh, play out. Because this is not the first time he's done something like that, especially with Felicia. So, what were you going to ask? Did you recognize all of the people at the table? No. The art kind of made at least one or two people, you know, kind of harder to make out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was just asking if you knew exactly because Honestly, the way it was written, I was going to say the way it was written is that they were all heroes. Mm-hmm. So obviously two are obvious. It's the other two that I had questions about. So Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either. So I, like I said, I was going to ask you. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah. Um, cause at first I was like, that can't be Tony Stark in a hoodie. He'd be like, no, that, there's no way. Um, it's not a hoodie. It's just a cap. And I'm like, who is that? Yeah. You know, and, and are we supposed to, are we supposed to assume that's MJ or right. another redheaded hero? You know what I mean? Like, who could that be? 
I mean, there's there's no shortage, but um, right. Well, you know what I mean. That's the right, point. It's like it's right. indistinguishable, and it's tough. That makes it tough. Anyway, right. Moving on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I yeah. Although. Yeah. I kind of. I was gonna say. To, I was ready to move on, but go ahead. I know. Well, I was gonna say because I'm I'm sitting here looking at it now, and I'm like, yeah, the redhead definitely. I'm I'm, I'm not entirely sure who it is, but the the dude in the cap because when I first saw it, I was like Jake Lockley. Which, you know, potentially could make some sense, but not because since Jed McKay's written them, written Moon Knight, right. but at the same time, like that kind of doesn't make any sense. But at right. the same time, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out at some point. But uh, the next hey, book hey. we're going to talk What's about next? is in the Dark Web uh, story. Hey. Is, Dark uh, Web? Ms. Marvel, number one of two. This is only a two-issue limited series. It's written by Sabir Pirzada with art by Francesco Mortarino. Colors are by Proto Bunkers Dono Sanchez Almara and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. And I'll let Roddy Cat uh, take the lead on this book. Huh. So we were talking about this before the the uh, show happened. And uh, I'm just going to say it again that one, glad to see Ms. Marvel and Kamala show up in pretty much anywhere. We did have questions about, you know, her part in Amazing Spider-Man. And, and as I think I've said last week, I'm still not sure if this is going to be enough to warrant, you know, anything significant of her being here. Like I, because I appreciate any and all sightings of significant stories of, of, of Ms. Marvel. Um, but if they're just using her just just for for some side stuff, just to sell more books, uh, as might have been hinted to, I'm going to be upset about that slightly. Um, and I know that sounds contradictory to what I just said prior to that, but there, there's there's some reasoning behind it. Let me just uh, say a few words on this book. One thing I wanted to make note of is that uh, I'm frustrated that. Uh, Marvel continues to not give Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, her own ongoing series, but rather chooses to uh, highlight her in you know various miniseries, this one included, tying into this event. And what frustrates me as a even though I'm a former collector now in the sense that I don't have a regular pull list, you know, I might go in and, 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 and pick up a book that I like that, that I'm looking to get, but I don't have a, a pull list necessarily. I will say that if I walked into a store saying what's going on with Kamala Khan, does she have an ongoing again? The, and, and, and I'd be, I, I admit to being, I, I admit I would be frustrated to find out that they in fact are, doing a lot they're 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 continuing to update and develop her status quo uh the character status quo in this little two issue mini series believe it or not they actually add on a few uh uh items or notes of interest that fill in some of the gaps in what we know about kamala's story since she has reappeared in the pages of amazing spider-man I also, before I hand it back to Roddy Cat, uh, wanted to note that there is a, an homage, an obvious homage to a set of panels from um, the Dark Phoenix saga that involves Wolverine getting, um, uh, basically being um, 
uh, discarded by uh, oh, what was the fat guy's name in the Hellfire Club? The one with gravity powers, uh, Harry uh, Leland. Um, Leland, yes. As soon as you said Harry, I was like, oh, Leland. Mm-hmm. So when when Wolverine gets sent down to the sewers, there is a clear homage to that panel that that, that series of, of of panels because it's the one that says okay punks you've taken your best shot now it's my turn so it's kamala kind of re, kamala reenacting uh that particular uh set of lines and the art is meant to be an homage to that so i like that but overall you know i i, I I'm, I'm just disappointed in in marvel publishing for not putting out a regular Kamala Khan ongoing because she really needs one. She's one of the characters that should be able to support an ongoing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I agree with that part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. It, it has never made sense. And I get it. Like, you know, the, the previous couple of writers, you know, they, 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 they had the story they got out of the way at and you know, and, and they ended it. Um, you know, the, I presuming the way they, they wanted to, one would hope that there were other people or other stories that they had, or someone had, you know, of Miss Marvel to warrant a, an, an ongoing or at the, at the very least, at least another couple of, cause I've seen some people were like, yeah, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, re, you know, writing, uh, Miss Marvel again or something, something out of the course, uh, over some time. So I can't imagine that, there are not any ideas out there, so um, enough to warrant something, right? What um, I honestly, what I'm, what, what, what uh, and 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 uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add about the the the, the actual content of this issue. Mm-hmm. I just have some conjecture on the future of Miss Marvel and publishing. Um, this before so about the the book itself. I was kind of, I don't know if you had this issue, but I did in the first part of the book, when she was talking, I'm sitting here like, wait, did, do people know she's Miss Marvel? Because the way she was dressed, she seemed like she was dressed in her Miss Marvel uniform. And I'm sitting here like, she's just casually talking in her Miss Marvel uniform, even though it was kind of, kind of not it, but it just looked enough like her, um, like her, like her superhero costume to be like, wait, so does these, do these people know she's Miss Marvel? And if so, well, I mean, we know her. Well, we know a couple of them. I guess they do know. I mean, but um, actually, actually, I think they all know at this point. Now that they, or at least the, the folks. Akia and Bruno know. Right. Yeah. They're, they're two know. But it did seem like like she's just casually out and about in her Miss Marvel costume talking talking with these folks. And I'm sitting here like, wait, did, did I miss something? Did she go public or something? That's what that's what made me think about it. But it was like, well, wait, because I know Bruno knows and I forgot. Nakia knows, ended up knowing at some point, but it was like, but this just, just seemed to be in an open enough place where it was like, okay, this doesn't seem like that should be the case. And, and if so, when did this happen? You know, but right. out, outside of that, you know, we're going to the rest of the story where we catch up with, um, amazing Spider-Man 15. I'm like, okay, we're here. We, and I, and I get that. Um, and you know, they kind of ginned up, you know, a, a way to get to that point, uh, to where she is now. Um, but I'm like, okay, like that's, it just kind of threw me for a second, basically, because it's like, it just sure. seemed like she was just kind of just out there in her superhero costume, just talking to folk, you know, talking to folk. And, right, right, right. 
And obviously, she's not exactly doing a good job of hiding her secret identity to a certain character that pops up in this issue. So um, I wonder if that's going to play a part in the next issue and maybe going forward. Um, if that's all you have on the content, because I don't have much else on the content, I just yeah, wanted no, that's, to that's, mention. That's, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So go for it. Was going to sure. Say. No, I just wanted to say that, and I think I've said this before, is that now that they have, you know, brazenly shown what they're going to, what direction they're they they're likely to take Kamala Khan in the MCU, I feel like they're waiting to set up that particular status quo change in publishing in order to give Miss Marvel a new number one ongoing series. That's going to be the focus of the, of an ongoing until they're ready to publish that they're not going to put out an ongoing. Right. Because I felt like we talked about it before where it was like, yeah, this seems right. like they're kind of setting it up in some prior stuff, but they didn't necessarily get to that point. And then, right. yeah, so you're probably right. Right. So when they're ready to do it, that's when there's probably going to be a number one, probably, you know, closer to the launch of the Marvels and maybe whatever comes out of that. Right. That's what I was about to say. And that's like, what, May? Later 2023. That's what I was going to say. Sometime later in 2023. It's, it's on the books. Yeah. So I just have to look at the date, but it's, it's, you know, at this point, I'll do that. Right. I mean, that, it doesn't necessarily have to coincide with the, with the release, but maybe soon after. Right. So right. somewhere mid to late. Uh, 2023 seems like uh, a good bet to find out what they're going to do with uh, the publishing future of Ms. Marvel, whether or not they're going to give her more limited series or if they're going to uh, relaunch another ongoing series. And whether they're going to change her powers uh, akin right. to the MCU, which I would Exactly. Hate. I would wager that they would because yeah. that's the, that's, that seems to be what they're holding off on. Because everyone knows it, it's just a matter of them coming up with the right way of telling it and for it to coincide with the launch of the next movie. Right. Which, again, they were kind of almost there with uh, one of those last volumes because they were kind of almost there a couple of times with doing that. Because we they even touched, say it. Right, right. Touched on, right. They touched on possibly getting into it. Right. So it, it's kind of a surprise where they didn't just go ahead and do it and just like, all right, rip the bandaid off there. <laughs> By the time Marvel's come off, get, gets here, the people will be over it. Right. Unless they're us. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, we'll, yeah, we're going to wait and see on what happens with that. Uh, do we want to do one more book? Or we want to just go ahead and straight on into wrap it. No, we can do rapid fire because at the end okay. of the day, we still have a few books in common, but uh, we still have a, a, a few books each that we do not have in common. So I will spin up the minigun. I ain't got time to breathe. Rapid fire reviewing time. So first up for me is Berserker, number 11 of 12. This is published by Boom Studios. It's written, of course, by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kint with inks with, I'm sorry, with illustrations by Ron Garney, colors by Bill Crabtree and letters by Clem Robbins. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I did not expect this particular story twist in Berserker, although it was definitely teased. At the end of this issue, we find out that 
the tables have been turned on Unute, the uh, the character that uh, is definitely heavily inspired by the look of Keanu Reeves. Uh, as I said, the tables have definitely been turned, and the true villain has not only been revealed, but the true goals of the villain have been revealed in this issue. So... I will say that at the end, there is a brief uh, note from Matt Kint and Keanu Reeves that's dated November 7th. So it is not that old. It's only a month and a half old. So it seems that there's going to be a bit of a gap between this 11, this issue number 11 and the final issue of this miniseries, which is going to be issue number 12, which is set to drop roughly around March of 2023. So it's going to be extra sized, uh, but it seems like they're still working on the ending and giving Ron Garney time to draw it. So there will be a little bit of time in between this issue and the final issue. Um, you know, just uh, be patient, folks. We'll see how they wrap this story up. Next up for me is Nightwing number 99. It's written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo and Geraldo Borges or Borges. Inks by Caio Felipe. Colors by Adriano Lucas and letters by Wes Abbott. So the fallout from the recent uh, 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 takedown of Blockbuster in Bluthaven continues. While Nightwing and a newly uh, discovered familial relation continue to evolve their, you know, uh, continue to see their relationship evolve, uh, there is a bit of a side quest here involving a very old, a very one of the original components to Dick Grayson's origin story. I'll put it that way without spoiling it. Obviously this character and the character's name has been a constant in this volume of Nightwing, or at least in the sec this portion of Nightwing that introduced this, this familial relation. Um, I will say that the art that Redondo puts together continues to be uh, entertaining and well choreographed in the sense that, and well laid out. When I say choreographed is because uh, Bruno Redondo has a, a, a knack for doing something very Spider-Man-esque with Nightwing by laying out an entire page and drawing multiple images of Nightwing, you know, bounding across the page, doing acrobatic and combat, uh, acrobatic combat. And that's something that I'm used to seeing with Spider-Man. So it's nice to see uh, uh, an artist do that with Nightwing. Uh, this is a, a potential click of the week for me because it is just – it's definitely moving the Nightwing story along. And I really appreciate the pace at which Tom Taylor is going other than that one weird issue that had the um, – the, whatchamacallit, the, 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 the Nightwing might, the, 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 the Nightwing equivalent of Batmite. Next up is Avengers Forever number 12. I'm surprised that Roddy Cat did not read this. Yeah, I was trying to catch up, uh, but it didn't. 
Gotcha. So I will not spoil too much. It's written by Jason Aaron with pencils by Aaron Cooter, inks by Mark Farmer, colors by Frank Martin, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. So it is not just Avengers Assemble when it comes to this issue. It's also the different, let's say, uh, branches of the multiversal Avengers core. Right? That's not it's a spoiler if you understand what has been building throughout the pages of the of of the twin Avengers books at this point. And it is an all-out assault by the Mephisto League of Villains, the Mephisto Army, and now all of the various groups that have been pulled together are are putting up a defense of basically like Avengers Tower at the end of time. We still don't know who this Avengers Prime character, Avenger Prime character is, but it's teased that we're about to find out very soon. Um, apparently, Avengers no- Forever number twelve is not the final issue of this series. Potentially, the last of this series might be Avengers Forever number thirteen, but I could be wrong. We will see because Avengers Forever number 13 is part five of this uh, Avengers uh, Assemble story. Um, Part four is next in Avengers number 64. Wait, I thought Uh, there was supposed to be like um, an Avengers Assemble Omega book that's supposed to end it. Right, right. No, but I'm talking about ending this Forever series. Oh, I got you. Got you. I know that there's like an Omega book. It's just that I wasn't sure when they were going to end. It just seemed like they would end this forever uh, series on on issue number 12. But apparently there's an issue 13 coming out. Gotcha. Next up is Black Panther number 12. Roddy Cat and I have this book in common this week. It's written by John Ridley with art by Herman Peralta. Colors by C.C. De La Cruz. And letters by V.C.'s Joe Sabino. So... The events of this issue have been teased for some time. It's still read out of character for me. Although I do understand why Ridley was going in this direction. I understand what what the point of his story is. Is that uh, T'Challa, for all of his best intentions it's the 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 acts and the results of those acts that end up counting more than his intentions and that's what's held against him and now he is left looking for help in i don't want to say in all the wrong places but from let's say the unlikeliest of sources and i'll leave it at that uh his uh, and his plan uh you know like a lot of plans to ensure um, fail-safe mechanisms backfire mm-hmm. spectacularly. Good, and good, I will hand it to Roddy Cat uh, for any input he has. Good, good phrasing on that. I see what you did there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you if you ever wanted to come, if anyone ever wanted to compare Black Panther with uh, with uh, Batman, this would be in one way. That they would do so, given the uh, given what happens in the story, right. um, 
because apparently his boy is like, oh, I thought you wanted this, wink, wink. Not When you were winking and nodding, I thought you meant this. And not because you were winking and nodding because you probably had something in your eye or something, you know, something actual. I thought this whole thing, which blossomed into this whole thing that I cooked up because I thought that's what you wanted. And that's what leads him to do. That's what leads to this. And right. I don't just, oh, mm. Because there's a couple of things I want to say, and I know it's going to cause some people to be uh, upset, but I don't really. There's nothing wrong with it. Just say it. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me say it first. Then then I'll say it. But um, because as we as we talked about before, when people write certain characters, you know, they they write them for the means of the story, and you get that, and so your perception of the character from other stories kind of ends up playing a part to where it says, well, that's not how this actor, that's how the hardest character would, would act. Um, uh, you can say that about Black Panther. You can say that about, and I said that about uh, Steve in, in subsequent issues. And I would say that about this in a way. I mean, I'm not saying that Steve didn't have a right to kind of come down on T'Challa, but the way he was like, oh, yeah, you, you, like, like T'Challa said, like, yeah, you're kind of embellishing a little bit, but your, your points are right, but you're kind of embellishing. Um, like this, this issue less so than, than other issues, but they still kind of, kind of, kind of hit upon me. I'm like, all right, you're not perfect, Steve. And, and, and I get it. It's a, it's a kind of a betrayal because it's kind of, you know, like, yeah, you kind of betrayed team by, by basically making fail saves for everybody and this and that and the other. And which, which leads to led to this, that and the other, which I won't go into, but at the same time, like, all right, maybe t- dial it back just a little bit. But again, this is with is the course of the story is why that the tone was set that way. Right. But, um, but, so that kind of that kind of kind of grated on me just a little bit, um, but that being well, said, I was about to say hold on to that thought because they, he does the same thing with Shuri. Right, I was yes, this is true. Well, to to a lesser degree, but at least but also Shuri kind of was like I know <laughs> I, I love the way it was because he was like yeah, but you but you but you didn't have me in that equation, did you? Just say no, otherwise we're gonna have some problems. But uh, I, I found that part kind of funny. Um, right, I mean it's played off for laughs, but right. of course he. Right, exactly. But yeah. we know, we know, and she knows. But yeah, uh, but that being the case, so which leads to as they just kind of ever just said, or, or at least I say in my notes, kind of walking down a greatest hits of folks that he's run into this um, this chapter that he has to go to and seek help from because he can't right. really get the unlikeliest of sources. Right, so that's how I put it. Right. So, and like I said before the show, I was like, yeah, I guess I should have expected. I didn't expect it, but I should have expected, you right. know, all He's, of these people to come. You know, back not again. to not 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 to not to uh, uh, not not to steal too much from an old Saturday Night Live skit, but he's a Wookiee po nub in all the <laughs> wrong places. Nice, indeed. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's, goodness <laughs> gracious! But that's right. Like I said, I'm still kind of yeah, I'm still kind of seeing where this is where this is going. There was there's a couple of um, cute bits in this, but at the same time, it's like yeah, okay, we've we've seen stories like this before. Like I said, the the aforementioned Batman one, uh, Tower of Babel, I believe, was kind of similar, probably. Right. But right, um, right, 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 right. I just kind of groaned at the end of this issue. I was kind of like, oh, so that's how we're bringing in these characters, you know? Right. 
So, you know, maybe it'll be something good. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's going to he's going to wow us with something new. I doubt it. But, you know, we'll see where it ends up. That's right. All right. Next up. Right. Next up. And the last book that we have in common is X-Men Annual Number One. Surprise, 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 folks. We we actually read an annual that has a little bit that carries a little bit of weight to it. Uh, this issue is written by Steve Fox with art by Andrea DeVito, colors by Sebastian Cheng, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. So, uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. This issue actually carries some weight, as I said, as I just said, because it features, uh, kind of an update on several aspects of a certain character who's near and dear to my heart and to Roddy Cat's heart, who was featured, introduced actually on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They even make a joke in this that we kind of, you know, we, that, 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 that we would have made ourselves. Right. Now Forge actually makes this joke right away. He's like, Oh, maybe Spider-Man called. Right. You know, and which which kind of bugs me because we just ran into them in that other dark web issue and they're just like playing like they're not friends. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I feel like, yeah, I think the probably the, the people on that corner and this corner were not talking to each other when 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 they scripted these books, probably. So that's the oh. only thing I can think about that. But at the same time, I still agree with you, what you're, what you're saying, you know. So, also, but, there was an uh, Avengers, a couple of Avengers digs in this also right off the bat, too, by the way. Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, I, I kind of get that because that's really one of the one of the 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 things that that rang true mm-hmm. to me in this and the whole. The whole kind of controversy behind uh, Angelica Jones being, you know, pushed forward front and center to the frontline team of X-Men, you know, to the main hero team. And I understood the resentment that boiled up from literally the Hellions, right? The characters that were introduced, you know, that, that, that she was introduced alongside many, many moons ago, um, you know, when, when her publishing debut occurred. So that made sense to me. That rang very true to me. Um, I thought that the story with um, one of the characters that's featured here who is mainly an Avengers villain and was unknown, like his his particular status as a mutant to me was not known. I totally I forgot about that. No, I did you, know so that. So you knew that and you yeah, forgot about it's come it? Up, I didn't even it's know come it. up before, but I totally forgot. I was like, dang, that's right. He is one. He is a mutant. I just thought he spun. But anyway... <laughs> um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the, the, this issue has like a, a couple of fun cameos, like Miles actually yes. shows up for like a hot second for no reason. <laughs> um, you know, there's some fun mojo stuff in here because, of course, it's an annual and that's when all those mojo things happen sometimes. Right. And ultimately, uh, at the end of the issue, there's a little bit of um, come together right now over me. Uh, you know, shout out to the Beatles and, you know, that's where, you know, so, so we get a little bit of that at the end, but, you know, I like it 
I, I like that they they, they 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 took this annual to focus on something that we had all been kind of thinking about, but had not been at like a had not been like a front burner issue. Right. Right. It took they took the time in an annual to really flesh it out. Yeah, you know, it didn't necessarily bog down, you know, the ongoing X-Men story uh, to address this. So I, I like that use of the annual to tell the story. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? I was about to say on that, I think this was seemed like a thing like they didn't want to put in the in the regular books because it was like, well, we got this annual, you know, the coming out. So we're coming out. So we might as well use that as a vehicle for this potentially side story that they didn't want. Unless like I can see it if like something here was going to play a part, you know, in the X-Men in the in the the, the regular X-Men book that was going to be of a, a, a major concern or a major arc. But because they put it in an iron wall, I think that's probably why they did it. It was like, nah, this doesn't necessarily need to be in the main book because there's because it's once it gets past this, it's not really going anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed any further. So they just put it in the annual. But nevertheless, that doesn't make it any less fun because I enjoyed this. this. Is actually a potential click of the week uh, for me, right? Uh, same because because it was uh, it was pretty fun and it harkens back to you know uh, Angelica's. Uh, early publishing days, which I, luckily I think I, if I remember, you know, reading and I'm sitting here when the Hellions uh, popped up, I was like, you know what? It's been years. Get over it. <laughs> that's, that's I what mean, made me think about for it. us, right? True. Well, it's been years, but, some kind, some way, shape or form here too. But at the same time, yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it hasn't been as I'll long probably, as what we know it to be. Right. I'll tell you that. Um, I appreciated it because they, uh, they, they, they definitely, you know, Fox definitely covered some of those aspects of Angelica Jones's past mm-hmm. that had been touched on in the main X-Men book, especially when, you know, uh, in the Hellfire Gala, people were shocked at that she was put forward as a member of the hero X-Men team. And, we and in too, subsequent actually. X-Men issues, they have mentioned it here and there. So I'm glad that, you know, they really took the time to flesh out all of that including her time as a as an avenger including her reticence to be even acknowledged as a mutant and the fact that she was still using that same uh hank pym designed circuitry suit since hank pym has gone super duper ultron bad and evil which got which got called uh which got mentioned (laughs) i'm like yo that is from 1998 i mean where was she gonna get new suits from i mean it's not like she's you know she just pretty much embraced uh, uh, Krakoa, so you know, Jumbo wasn't wasn't you know she wasn't around for Jumbo. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, yo, Stark couldn't come up with something, you well, know? Probably... They couldn't, you know, Reed couldn't come like she. But she, that's the thing. Angelica had been cured, or at least not cu- not cured, but definitely had got had received this treatment that would help her with you know like one of the problems she had with her powers, right. and I I appreciated that, but I'm like, yo, that was '98. Right. 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. You know, when, when they, when they, when they uh, executed that and this is like the Perez Busiek Avengers when they did that. And that's still going on, you know, like that, you know, like that hasn't been updated at all. Well, and and I guess that's why they chose to address it here. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm trying to remember because I think we've seen the suit in the main book. We just didn't know, you know, we you know, she got on the team, and then she had the suit. I, I think I had to go back and look at the recent issue. Well, you know what it is. At the end of the day, it was it was like an undersuit that right. she had worn other things over, right? 
you know, like in other appearances, like, you know, I think she was like with the, you know, like during civil war and all that stuff, like all those, any appearances that she made after that, after her initial run on the Avengers, any costume that she had, um, had this particular, uh, suit of circuitry underneath. Right. So that's what's, that's what, that's what we were told. But I just think that I can't believe that it's been that long. Like that's yeah. again, you know, folks, I apologize. I always make fun of it, but you know what? Uh, it's always true. Um, now here I am looking for my sound effect, but here it is. Boy, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> you know? Indeed. All right, last up for me is Gun Honey Blood for Blood number four of four. This is the last issue of this Gun Honey miniseries. It's written by Charles Ardai with art by Ang Hor Kang with colors by Asifu Rahman and letters by David Leach. So, in true noir fashion, the um, uh, the characters, you know, the, 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 the antagonist that was introduced for the purpose of this miniseries and the protagonist have come to a head in this issue and they duke it out uh, in relative stages of undress. The story is kind of flimsy, but at the end of the day, it sets up the next installment. So it serves that purpose. Is there much of a story? Meh. You know, it's still entertaining. I like that, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the story continues to move forward and it, it does seem, uh, somewhat cohesive you know as long as you remember where this character started from and where the character and um her former colleague slash handler are now going so you can see the progress that these characters are undertaking but ultimately um you know we'll see what happens with the next adventures of joanna tan in hold on there is a notation that at the end of this issue that this character that Jonathan will return at the end of 2023. There's going to be a tie-in book sometime in the middle of 2023 with a different character. But um, ultimately what we're going to. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, No, 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 no. They're going to introduce a character that's going to tie into the next Gun Honey series. So we're going to get two series for, uh, that are related to this Gun Honey character, jo- Joanna Tan, in 2023. So we have a little bit of time to go before we revisit this corner of the uh, comic book universe. And that's it for me. Do you see this character getting any sort of live uh, live action adaptation? Uh, with less TNA, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, the 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 crux of a of a female lead story is there, right? Um, it's not that novel a concept, but there's enough. There are enough twists to familiar tropes that I think this could go live action, if not in a TV series. 
Because mm. you know, maybe not a movie, but definitely a TV series. Right. Because part of this screams Showtime slash Skinamax, uh, and, I, and that's that's giving it short shrift, I know. But um, just, just some of it kind of screams that way. Now, granted, I have not read all of these. I hadn't read. I hadn't even finished reading the the first uh, book. To it, but from what I did read, it's like okay, I seems like it could be going down. And for what you told me earlier, it seems like it could be still. Yeah. slightly along those lines. Listen, with a good writer, and they could definitely use all the skin they want, they could put this on HBO. Mm-hmm. You know, if they put together enough story content, right? Because the concept is there. It's all about the story content. And the story content is what sells on HBO. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. That's why I feel like I was, I was about to say, it seems like this might not be serious, quote unquote, serious enough for HBO. Right. <laughs> but right, I get what right. you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I, I'm gonna check these out at some point. So, um, for myself, we'll kick it off to Wakanda number three of five. Actually, I should have put that up there. Um, this particular story revolves around if you're watching the video version of the, the, um, of the podcast, you already see who, uh, MCU favorite Killmonger, uh, is front and center. This seems to be a story that could very well be MCU adjacent, by the way. Um, I'm not sure when this is supposed to be outside of the fact that it is uh, a younger version of one Eric Killmonger, a.k.a. Uh, Intadaka, as he's going by in this uh, in this book. Claw is in this issue uh, comes in at, at times. So that is why I say MCU because yeah, you already know their relation. If you've, <laughs> if you remember the movie, you know their relationship. Um, so basically it is Killmonger and a crew uh, climbing a mountain to reach the top for one of two reasons, but they also have a ultimate, they also have a side goal of uh let's say cleaving off the uh the weak links in the chain um and it is implied this is potentially where uh he may have gotten the name killmonger from which i won't go into how that comes about but uh that's what the story uh seems to be implying going coming out of it um, like I said, the Claw stuff is kind of a, like a side because basically he he and these other folks are working for Claw and Claw kind of set them up to do a thing while they're doing this other thing to get to the top to reach a certain thing of which I thought was one thing but was in what was um, something else but something related to the thing that I thought it was so it wasn't terribly far off of what I was thinking just not what I was thinking. But uh, nevertheless, like I said, this seems to be a MCU adjacent version of uh, a Killmonger, uh, uh, a younger Killmonger story, which I'm like, eh, it is what it is. But um, being that it is in comic form, it's, it's quote unquote canon, I suppose. Now, I don't know. Uh, and the back us up story is still continuing the history of the Black uh, Panthers. Um and I forgot to give the creative team of uh, the main story is uh, Hochi uh, Anderson. We're doing the writing pencils by Sean Hill inks by LeBeau with Keith Champagne and Walden Wong 
color artist Andrew Dowhouse. And for the backup, um, the writer is Evan Narcisse, uh, art by Nacha Bostos, color artist Jordi Belair, and letters by for the whole thing by VCs Joe Sabino. Um, next book for me is <clears throat> uh, excuse me for a second. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures number three of four. Um, it is written by the story is by uh, Eric Burnham, art by Tim Laddie, uh, colors by Sarah Meyer, and letters by Jake M. Wood. Um, this is another one-off story, uh, you know, in in the vein of the '80s cartoon, which was not on Saturday mornings. Probably was for some people, but not for most. Um, in this particular issue, Casey Jones gets superpowers, but those superpowers um, kind of take a somehow it's tied to the uh, city's electrical grid, and so the turtles have to uh, figure out how to, you know relieve Casey of said, uh, said, um, powers. And of course, April O'Neil is also on the case. Um, it was a, it was a fun story. The other two, uh, issues probably were slightly more fun with this one, but it still seemed like in the vein of something that you would have probably, uh, seen in the total's cartoons. So it's still worth a, a get, I would say. Um, also, Jersey is always getting the brunt of jokes, which is sad, but hey, it not deserved, not undeserved, I should say. <laughs> Wait, what's getting the brunt of the jokes? Jersey. Oh, of course. Everything's legal in Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> or in, in, as if this book would tell it, in illegal, but. Right. <laughs> uh, and the last book for me is uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number 10. Bing. There we go. Uh, it is written by Mark Wade with art by Dan Mora. Wonderful art, by the way. Um, colors by Tamara Bonvillain and letters by Steve Wands. I love Dan Mora's art. Um, in this issue, the Joker's trying to get some information from the recently kidnapped Boy Thunder, the not-known-before-now uh, former sidekick of uh, Superman, or I should formerly known, not not known before now, sidekick of Superman before uh, before now, I should say. Um, and of course, Batman and Superman and everybody they have with them are pretty much trying to hunt them down. And you know of that group who's going to find uh, find a, a clue to um, to to find them. And on the other side of this, we have uh, the Joker's accomplice, uh, The Key, who, again, is a villain I don't know of, but I know Agent 7 has some familiarity with, more than I do at least, um, kind of get something out of this um, in, in during the course of this issue. But, of course, you know, being the type of story that is, it doesn't quite play out like Jason Todd because this, this, uh, this sidekick does not have, uh, well, one, this, this, uh, sidekick is not human, first of all. So it doesn't quite go the way of Jason Todd with the exception of the fact that, um, uh, well, you know, he's young and he's just been, um, uh, in captivity until later on in this issue, uh, which kind of brings out some couple muppets, 
but also start something else that I'm sure they're going to get into next issue. Um, but also, well, and that's also a time jump at the end of this, which I'm like, I'm hoping they're going to explain this and maybe this is going to be somebody that is more known in the DC universe, but I don't doubt that, but I, but I do continue to doubt that. So we'll see. Uh, because it kind of left me with questions because I have no idea who the Kirk does this character is that showed up at the end, but, uh, it is implied who it was from this book and what I just said. So we'll see. Uh, and that is it for me. Uh, clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. We didn't get anything from our from our dudes, from other dudes. They're probably out enjoying their families and. Right. Know, I mean, things you know, things the things turned out uh, a little different schedule wise this week for us folks. That's why we are <clears> broadcast <throat> on a Friday. So, um, you know, no, no, no sweat that yeah. uh, they didn't have any click clicks of the week for us today. Yeah. But we have our own. I can tell you that I am in between. Nightwing number ninety nine and X Men Annual number one. How about yourself? Ha, I knew I knew one of them was going to be. I knew I don't I didn't know the final one, but like I told said before this show, I knew I had an idea of one of them. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it is out of X Men Annual uh, number one, which I kind of wish they would go the the DC route in in annual numbering, as in like putting dates on them. Like here, you know, X Men Annual twenty twenty two. They've done that in the past. That's they? the kicker. They've va- they they've kind of gone back and forth. They vacillated between, you know, like the original system was fine, like numbering the annuals. But right now that they've relaunched X Men and Uncanny, and there is no more an uncanny. There's no more. There are there is no longer an uncanny book. Right. So, you know, which numbering do they uh, do they resume, if any? So I understand why, but I understand your point as well. Right. Like just going back to using the, uh, the the year as a as a way of keeping track. Right. Uh, but that being said, so it's either out of um, X Men Annual Number One and TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures, which I'm just going to go ahead and say X Men Annual Number One for mine because I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was quite fun. I enjoyed it, and of course, <laughs> it's Firestar. So. Not exactly, right. you know. There, there was more fire, firestorm, firestar than I expected to see in the in the pages mm-hmm. of any X Men book. All right. Although I do have to admit, I am not a fan of her costume design. I don't. I, I yeah. think Jumbo Carnation kind of blew it with that one. <laughs> hey, you can't win. You know. But I'm yeah, like, he's but, supposed to be like this big fashion maven, or you know, like fashion icon. I'm like, dude, man, that that kind of yeah, sucks. Yeah, but even. The quote unquote any of the other fashion icons he I think know, that are always aesthetically pleasing to everyone. So, eh, <laughs> eh. so. anyway, I think I'm going to uh diverge actually and go with my other pick, which is Nightwing number ninety nine, because it seems like they are setting things up for a you know, like a big issue number one hundred thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo, and friends for continuing to make Nightwing a very strong book. Yay. Yay. Um, 
as I put it up, there's the Nightwing book right there for folks. That's the actual cover, and here is the cover for X-Men Annual for those. Uh, so when we're about to get into the news, so let's, before we do that, get into one ad read. Our first ad read. Now listen, it's too late for Christmas, folks, but <laughs> if you want to order something for after... Hit up Funko Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise such as their custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout... And put uh, put in the offer code SHOP10, S-H-O-P-10, for your 10% off discount. Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today. And now we get into the news. Uh, Cinematic news, as we do about this time at I'm not going to say the, the time date, but uh, forgive me, folks. I'm doing a couple of things at once. Um, guess what, folks? The first teaser for the Barbie trailer, as according to this article, shows that life is plastic is fantastic. You know the song. I, it was bound to happen. Even if it's not going to happen in a movie, it was going to show up somewhere. So, yeah, there was a teaser for the Barbie movie, and it's um, evocative from an <laughs> from an, another old classic movie I, whether it does that evocation uh, quite right who's to say, i mean quite well you know you have to judge for yourself but uh it's out there folks in all its splendor glory i don't know what to call it it's a it's a it's a thing we're getting a barbie movie go figure next up <laughs> Alrighty, next up, uh, Flash Thompson actor Tony Revolori explains how uh, he came up with his MCU character, spoiler alert, having absentee parents in 2019's Spider-Man Far From Home. So he's the one that actually pitched the storyline, that Flash Thompson in this version would have absentee parents. That's interesting. That's a part of he me did that's that like... in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. I'm right. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was about to say, there's a part of me that thinks... Was... And I, I'm not saying anything for this actor or anything, but part of me is thinking, like, I don't want to have to sh share any screen time with nobody, so let me just do this. So let me just suggest to see if they go well along with it. That's the way my mind thinks. I'm not saying that's how he thought, though. <laughs> but it would be, that, that'd be a Flash Thompson thing to do anyway. Um, some very, very weird moves. Hey, you remember all those times y'all wanted uh, Donald Glover to do a Spider-Man movie? Well, still not going to happen. Instead, he's going to do a star in and produce uh, a movie based on one of Spider-Man's villains. The Hypno Hustler. Okay, I got two sound effects for this. <laughs> two of them. Right? The first one. <laughs> and then, even though we are well-versed, on many, if not most, 
Marvel characters far more than DC, mm-hmm. right? We still have to play this one. Who? Yes. So, for you might be asking, who the hell is Hypno Hustler? If you're watching the video version of the show, you can see a picture of Spider Man, uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider Man number 30 or number 24 from November of, I don't know, like 70 something. Um, 78, excuse me. It's pretty much a one off hero from that issue. Uh, I say one off, but I don't remember. He may be showing up some some more time than that that I don't remember because I wasn't reading Spider Man at that time. Um, not too long after that, I started, but nevertheless. So it says here his name was real. His real name was Antoine Delsoin, the leader of a band called the Mercy Killers, and he used hypnosis technology in his instruments on audience in order to rob them. So kind of like the Circus of Crime, but with music. And I'm pretty sure there's some some other music-based villains that have also done similar things, but nevertheless, this is one in the spider corner. Now, granted, for Donald Glover, who is also a musician, I can see why this would call to him. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. people, but people have been wanting him to do, you know, Miles, but he's you know, getting a little, little old, maybe an old version of Miles. He could definitely do like the end version of Miles Morales, as most you know, as some people have wanted him to do, or. As uh, as the Spider-Man movies have kind of um, um, you know, kind of put out there, his uncle or Aaron, you know, could have kind of kind of kept on that line. They still probably right. could. I don't know. They still could, right? Yeah, they still could. They haven't, but they still could. But this is the one he wanted since, and he's been wanting to do a Spider-Man movie. And I think he wanted he's been wanting to do Miles for a good long time, but they was like, nah. So they, this is what we're getting. Seems to be getting, folks. Hypno Hustler. Oi. Yeah. Uh, it says here that there is... Is there a date? Now, obviously, you know, Spider-Man's got, for better or for worse, a lot of villains that they could play with. They've already done the book of the good ones. So, I guess you gotta pick from the rest of the litter. <laughs> And I mean that in the trash sense also. Right. Um, but anyway, next up. Oh, next up. So, Thor Love and Thunder, believe it or not, had some unused Galactus concept art that could have introduced the antagonist to the movie. So, uh, who is this? Anthony Wynn, I guess, is a concept artist. Um revealed some unused concepts on his website that shows off storyboards. So, it'd be, you know, it's just, uh, you know, obviously they introduced several uh, ideas in Love and Thunder that may or may not return in the MCU, but I'm kind of glad they kept Galactus out. Right. I feel like if, we need, if we're going to see Galactus, we need to see that at the very least in one, a civil service story and or a Fantastic Four story. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's good. Now maybe if they would have shown his horn, like you know, he would have been one of those celestial, would have been one of those outside celestials that would have been peeking in, and, and I'm the uh, omniscient. Oh, you mean like, like the that. helmet, like the, right, the, the, the like prongs the of the helmet? Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. like maybe, but even still, like nah, nah, sure. They, they I think they did well to cut that. Uh, yeah, I think of, so. Yeah, speaking of storyboard scrappings, uh, Doctor Strange 2 scrapped a major Iron Man villain from the Illuminati. So, um, 
Yeah, I think this is the same uh, storyboard artist, actually. Um, posted a plethora of storyboards from their personal site, including one showing Obadiah Stain slash Iron Manga as a member of the Illuminati. <clears throat> uh, standing beside him are Peggy Carter, Ma- uh, Maria Brambo, and uh, someone who appears to be Bardo the Bla- Brave, excuse me, who was confirmed to have been cut from the film. Which kind of would make some sense, I guess, given what we got, because somebody had to make the armors that were kind of running around there, you know. It wasn't made in a in a cave with scraps. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think they went another way with that, and I'm fine with that. Wouldn't mind seeing Jeff Bridges. With a bunch of scraps! <laughs> I mean, even though his, his, his you know, his, his, uh, his uh, character met an end uh, at the at the movie, much like the character, they could have brought him back in the uh, you know in the multiverse. Still can, I guess. Next mm-hmm. up, <clears throat> working title. The working title of the upcoming Thunderbolt film features apparently some extra crunch to it, thanks to a famous fruity serial according to some reports an exclusive from the cosmic circus sites sources who say the working title for the mcu movie uh the thunderbolts movie is oops all berries referencing the captain crunch serial okay it's a silly name on its surface the report points to a possible agents of shield connection that may have been the motivator for creating the serial inspired uh working title um okay yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm and I've, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, "What connection would that be?" Now, granted, I there's still a couple of seasons that I haven't seen, but maybe it was one of those seasons that did it. But right, but with the, the, in the article, it does mention that Phil Coulson, played by Clark Gregg, apparently was a fan of the serial because he ate it during the season five episode "Rise and Shine," and that's one of the ser- seasons because uh, I think I stopped at the end of uh, season four. Matter of fact, I think that's when it stopped being on the air. I stopped long before that. Yeah, it was all right. Sure, it was all right. It, it it had its own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually kind of waiting for them to put Coulson back in the MC uh, proper in the MCU movies, but they never did. So instead, they yep. was like, "Nope, we're just cutting these folks out altogether." Yep. And they got rid of uh, Mockingbird, so that kind of pissed me off. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that right now. That's another podcast. Right? Because they were trying, they were trying to uh, you know launch with the um, with the other guy, Hunter, I think it was. Yeah, they were going to put them in their own series, and that never happened. So, um, and she's moved on because I think she's on the Orville now. So, uh, anywho's, uh, Disney Plus 2023 teaser shows quick looks at Loki season two, Ahsoka, and Pixar originals. So, I didn't see this teaser. Um, I just know it from because of this article came out. Uh, and also the 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 bad batch is coming. Uh, uh, the bad bad season two, excuse me, is coming out in like two weeks. So yeah, uh, like right after the new year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the it's a thirty second teaser, but it apparently has a lot in it uh, from the aforementioned stuff and um, some other things that this article is mentioning. So uh, and says uh, very very short glimpses of American American born Chinese crater and the bad batch season two. Which by the way, if you. Uh, Clickbait section, there is an article that I think talks with Gene uh, Luen Yang about American-born Chinese, if you are uh, interested in that, because I know we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Next up. 
Next up, James Gunn is promising to balance his DC universe with popular and obscure characters. The new co-CEO of DC Films responded to a fan question on Twitter about his plans for the DCU slate for of upcoming projects. When asked by this Twitter user about what he would focus on, Gunn promised the best of both worlds, apparently saying we'll be focusing on the most well-known and some lesser-known characters simultaneously. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, Marvel's kind of been doing that off and on, so right. it, it could work, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, the Flash movie cuts two major DC came cameos, to which I still say cut their actor playing the Flash and keep the rest of the movie. How about? Just cut the whole thing, damn somebody, it! Somebody also mentioned that uh, in on my Reddit, so yeah, that that is an option. But I don't know. The movie doesn't have to suffer for that fool, but apparently they don't care one way or the other. Either way, um, so yeah, y'all know about the other stuff, Gal Gadot and uh, well, actually, this is kind of a part of that. Gal Gadot and um, Henry Cavill were both supposed to cameo in the Flash movie. They are no longer doing so. And we already know, we've already talked about the, the ongoing situation with uh, Henry Cavill. But he's going to be all right, apparently. He's got 40, 40K reasons not to be worried about um, right. what's going on in DC at this point. So, right. yeah. I mean, J J James Gunn <laughs> running around like all... Um, oh, man, I, I was just looking for this sound effect. And I'm like, where did I put it? Um, I apologize, folks. I, I, I th oh, here we go. He's all doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, we know about the uh the situation with Wonder Woman three. So, or at least for now. Um. So yeah, yeah. There are there as we talked to before the show. There were people that are on the side of James Gunn and even going so far as defending them, but their movies are not up for, for, for cuts. So weird how that works. Coincidentally. Next mm -hmm. up. Speaking of. Speaking of Shazam Fury of the Gods director, David F. Sandberg has an intriguingly unflattering description of the world's mightiest family uh, regarding their apparently well-intentioned superhero endeavors. So as I said earlier, sometimes it's not about the best of intentions, but it's about the results of the action. So basically he says that uh, these kids have been all superheroes for a while. And they're trying to stop crime and save people, but they're just not very good at it. The city has dubbed them, oh my God, the Philly fiascos. I mean, it's Philly. They don't deserve better. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! Just shots rude. fired from you know from from New York City at the city of fake brotherly love. Oh, some more. Man, oh, what? I opened up a salvo. What did Philly do to you? They got good cheesesteaks. It had some pretty good record stores, but that's it's beside a, the point. It's a sports. It's a sports thing. Ah, I should have known. It's always a sports thing. <laughs> of course, anyway, it is. moving on. Next, Black up. Adam two not moving forward as a part of New DC's "quote unquote" first chapter. So... Wait a second! Wait a second! I love the hierarchy of power has been changed. So I was going to mention that because the, the, I love how articles have been going using that 
for like just go just go taking that into the ground with that. And this <laughs> even this article, because it says here the hierarchy of power did change at DC, just not in the way that Dwayne Johnson intended it. So so and also I think there was a supposedly that um The Rock had uh, I'm still gonna call him The Rock, I don't care. I know his name is Dwayne Johnson, but he had un um unfollowed uh the Black Adam accounts and I think the DC accounts um sometime this week. So I don't know right. if, if that's if that's the truth. That's kind of funny. Uh but regardless, um so yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a Black Adam two. Um although I believe it's been said many yeah, times in many ways black adam not so good did you watch it Cause I know, no I although uh, i know it is available on hbo max right so i have not watched it yet and i haven't is not you know what <laughs> maybe with the long weekend i might we'll see yeah no i was thinking about doing that in batman um since i had not seen either one either way uh, it says here that James Gunn and I are connected and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling, according to what uh, The Rock said in a statement uh, this past Tuesday or a past Tuesday. However, DC and Seven Bucks, I'm assuming that's his production company, have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways uh, Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. Keeping the door open, folks, but... Um, but uh, no one's coming over for a nightcap anytime soon. Right. So it says here, duh, duh, duh. oh, Gunn shared his own statement writing, love The Rock, and I'm also excited to see what he and Seven Bucks uh, do next. Can't wait to collaborate soon. Sure. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and before we get to the next thing, um, there's uh, some other stuff, so I don't have to get to it later. I think James Gunn, well, excuse me, Ray Fisher has been out there talking again, talking about the fake grace that uh, James Gunn has been uh, putting out on in his chatty chattiness on Twitters. Um, and also, Wait, I think... What, what's, what was he talking about now? Uh, I, I, I just saw the article. I didn't read through it, but apparently it's oh, something okay. about fake grace that, that James Gunn has been going... I was like, I... Like, I know he has beef with, with Warner Brothers and stuff. I was like, does that have to extend to, to James Gunn? Maybe like he just got there. Well, yeah, but at the same time, maybe he doesn't know something we don't. I don't know. I don't know the story is. I just saw that that it was a thing. I don't know. I had to look into it a little bit more, but also I, I didn't gotcha. care enough. But also I didn't care enough to put it in the lineup. So I'm like, wait a second. This guy's like mad new. I mean, he's not new to films, obviously, and he's not new to the studio because of Suicide Squad. But he's right. new to like the, the 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 leadership position. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to, to trying to cave for James Gunn either because I don't I don't know something, something, something. But nevertheless, I like like you said, he's still new and has nothing to do with what happened prior to, right. you know, with 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 uh, Ray Fisher and. You know the, the 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 prior administration. Let's say, exactly. So I don't know, but it, that's it. That, but I know that's the thing, and I think that might have been what led to Zachary Levi's uh, coming to defend J- James Gunn. I'm not sure about that part, but um, but I know they kind of one came after the other. Okay. So, but I didn't put it in the lineup because who cares? Nevertheless, uh, next up, uh, I believe that's you. Next up, DC Universe actor Jason Momoa has responded to rumors that his DC dream project is secretly, secretly a Lobo film. After teasing his upcoming DC dream project earlier uh, this past week or two, Momoa was asked during an exclusive interview with CBR's Brandon Zachary to blink twice 
if the project involved the fan favorite bounty hunter Lobo. So, you know, he says he has to obviously, obviously blink. So there's no way I can get out of this without blinking. But, you know, that would be amazing if that happened. Okay. So, so the funny fine. part about it is like, no, blinking twice means two back to back in succession. Like, yes, you have to blink, but that's usually a one thing. Like, you can't blink. That was me when I read that. I was like, you can't rink, blink without. Yeah, he's trying his best to get. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying. But part of that was like, really, really, more. But I see you. But also, I don't know how secret this actually was because I feel like this is something he's probably said before. Um, obviously, you know, look wise, that would be a a good better fit than that. Well, not a better fit. Excuse me, that would be as good a fit um, as any if he was going to do another DC character. You know, sure. So. Sure, and they would probably have to alter uh, his look just enough so that people aren't like, why is Aquaman dressed as Lobo? Right, even though you're going to know it's him either way. But yes, right, right, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, Lobo's a white, you know, white skinned, you know, he looks like a member of Kiss, basically. Right, they'll, you know, <laughs> what I was going to say is they'll make him look more alien somehow. Right. Like, we don't know what skin tone we're going to assume they're going to make him stupendously pale, but we'll see. Right, and you know, more dreaded and whatever, you know, whatever else you know they have to do mustache wise or, or whatever. So if the if if this indeed happens, so right, but sure, why not? Um, all right, folks. Transformers: Rise of the Beast behind the scenes video shows Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime because, of course, <laughs> right. So, um, on Twitter. On not Twitter, excuse me. On Instagram, uh, Stephen Capel Jr. shared a short clip of voice actor Peter Cullen in the recording booth, um, and it uh, opened up with a with a few lines as Optimus Prime saying, "Basically, I am Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. What is left of them? You can imagine Optimus Prime's voice. I'm not doing it justice. I recognize that, but you know the voice." So, um, it says the Creed 2 director caption. I've never seen any of those Creed movies. Um, captioned the post with a goat emoji, sure, with various celebrities responding to indicate their excitement for the upcoming Transformers installment, including Black Panther's Michael B. Jordan. So, and I believe the Instagram post, yep, is attached to this article showing Mr. Cullen at the booth. There you go. Next up. All righty. The Umbrella Academy showrunner Steve Blackman has confirmed season four's short episode count on Twitter because a fan expressed some disappointment that the Netflix series' final season is only going to be six episodes long. Blackman tweeted uh, saying, six amazing episodes. I happen to like Umbrella Academy, so I'm kind of disappointed that there's only going to be six episodes, but hopefully they finish uh, the story off with, uh, you know, with, with a strong finish because I felt like the last season, well, you know, like definitely had a couple of misses. Mm. How Wait, isn't it, how many episodes are there usually in a season? Isn't it like 10? Yeah, but six six is like exceedingly short because we're used to seeing like eight to 10 I mean, it's just, I guess. I mean, yeah, I get you're right, but at the same time, it's like it wasn't that much more <laughs> in the season. I right. If it was like, it's 13 episodes or 20 episodes or something like that, but yes, it's still shorter than that. But I was like, wait, sure, I guess. I don't know. I, I, need, to, I need to check that series out because you're not the only person who said uh, says good things about it. 
So, and I just never have yet. So, right. Every, you know, like one and two are good. Three was like, you know, definitely had a couple of hits and misses. So, right. Well, you know, sometimes that happens. Uh, Doom Patrol. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I have not seen Doom Patrol either. I was, or say, I was about I to say Titans. Doom Patrol halfway through season one, and Titans lost me a while ago. But shout out to Anna Diop because, man. Uh, anyway, HBO's comedy. No, I was about to say shout out to, um, uh, oh my God, Connor Leslie, who played Donna Troy, was probably the only reason why I watched it to begin with. So. <sighs> I'm not sure if I got no. I guess she was there for for the whole time, or at least the whole time that I remember seeing it. But yeah, right. yeah. Um, HBO's comedy about superhero movies grabs super villains for its casts. Cast, excuse me. Uh, created by 1917's Tam Mendez and Avenue 5's Armando Iniuchi, uh, with Succession writer John Brown as showrunner, the upcoming series, the franchise. Um, Recently landed a pair of recurring guest stars in Richard E. Grant, uh, who some recall is a iconic Loki from Loki series, and Daniel Brühl, both of uh, whom have a history of being baddies, the latter being Zemo. Zemo. Yep. So uh, this, this article kind of goes in that also, and it says here that um, hopefully that repeated real-world experience allows the two really uh, ch- stretch their comedic chops. And maybe we'll get another dance dance number by Daniel Brühl. Who knows? <laughs> um, let's see. And this also goes and says that the show's picked up some uh, series regulars. I won't go through all of the names. Um, and the fact that... I'm not sure when this is going to... Oh, shut up. Uh, don't know when this is coming, basically. But it is a thing, and it's coming at some point. So, next up. All right. So, Vernon Sanders, the head of television at Amazon Studios, has confirmed that the uh, Invincible animated series is going to be released at some point in 2023 on Amazon Prime, and it's a and and his tweet uh, suggested that uh, details on Invincible's return would come forward they would come forward with details sometime in january of 2023 so we will find out shortly uh more news on the upcoming invincible season two have we gotten finally gotten to an announcement of an announcement of an announcement stage because that's what it's pretty much pretty much (laughs) it's still coming don't worry Behold, Doctor Who's stylish 15th Doctor. So uh, the BBC has released the first official look for Nkuti Gatwa's season of uh, Doctor Who, where he will be taking over the, for Jodie Whittaker as the 15th Doctor, um, as opposed to, you know, we we got tenant back for for a few times. I don't know what, still don't know what the hell that's about. Um, also pictured is his companion, Ruby Sunday. All as played by Millie Gibson. So here's the two, uh, the two cuties together. There you go, stylish fit. I'm sure someone is going to um, be um, uh, cosplaying as both of these folks pretty soon. Next up, one moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. All right. Uh, let's see. 
the upcoming seventh and final season of the CW's Archie Comics-based drama, Riverdale begins against the backdrop of an idyllic and ostensibly more innocent 1950s version of the eponymous town. However, showrunner Roberto Aguirre Sacasca, no, no, Sacasa, has teased that reality rears its ugly head before too long with things getting real dark real fast. Okay. The, the two funniest things about this article is, one, Riverdale is a show on TV that has landed, lasted seven seasons. That's wild, yo. And it's some crazy shit. And two, the fact that it, I assume it took them this long to go back to the 50s where Archie's was originally based um, is also kind of funny. But at the same time, yeah, that's that's kind of funny. I, I'm still weirdly curious about that show because I think I've only seen the first episode, but I can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> um, The Witcher 3 next gen up. Wait. Oh, why did I put that there? I didn't mean to do that. But nevertheless, we're here. Um, anyway, The Witcher's 3's uh, next-gen update has a special Henry Carvel surprise. They put his dog in the game. Um, and I believe his dog name is Cal, as in Kal-El, you know, because Cal's a big nerd. So um, there's a... There's a it's like a Twitter post here from, from somebody aligned with the company. It says, uh, what's the sad news about Henry Cavill's Superman role today? It's nice that we got a little opportunity to show our appreciation for the great passion and enthusiasm uh, Henry showed for hashtag The Witcher. And the, it has a picture of uh, Geralt with uh, apparently Cavill's dog. So that's kind of neat. I honestly didn't mean to put this here, but here we are. Next up. I was about to say, uh, is Mission Impossible now part of our genre uh, news? It already has been. Honestly, I've been sneaking them in for a good while now. (laughs) Tom Cruise reveals footage of insane skydiving stunt for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. So that's the news. Yeah, pretty much. I watched, well, I think I watched the thing, part of it, because I think there was a longer... Yeah, I think I watched this, but I think there was a longer version that had some clips from the that uh, from the movie. I, I believe that's out there, but that part I didn't see. Um, as my wife said, yeah, Tom Cruise continues to be crazy. Well, not crazy. Yeah. That's not what. That's not her words. That's my words. But uh, she's right. like <laughs> still being foolish. I think is what she said. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, the man's a danger junkie. So you, you go figure. Um, now we go over into the anime corner. New Pokemon anime with dual new dual protagonists to debut in April 2023. And I can't remember what I put. I did not. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, the Pokemon company revealed a new Pokemon animated series on uh, Friday. The series will follow completely, completely new dual protagonists who are named Liko and Roy in the Japanese versions of the series. I think there are people that are speculation that the young lady who is called Liko, if I'm not mistaken, is potentially Ash's daughter. Cause there's some sign of time oh. jump, but I think that's speculation. Oh, but I think that's speculation on their part because she, she has something in her hair that looks like uh, what's on uh, Ash's cap as from what I've seen. But we don't know anything about this series outside of this and outside of the fact that I know there's been some tearjerker moments in the the um, the 
uh, anime recently because I think he's been reunited with other Pokemon of his that he's let go. So, and people have reacted to that, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of folks who had not watched Pokemon since that time, since those early times. And it's been what almost, it's been like 25, almost 30 years or something like that. Right. Uh, and people were tripping on the fact that it was like one, Ash finally won, and two, he's not going to be the uh, the protagonist anymore. I'm like, mm. the man, man's been like 10, 12 for like 30 years. Let him go. <laughs> There's other people. They're, the people with him have gone and done other things. Let the man go. I, I believe it's him and Pikachu that are going, actually. So, But obviously, there are going to be Pikachus in there, just not that Pikachu, I presume. Anyway, that's that. April 2023, I'm sure people are going to watch it or not. There's a whole new world and a brand new attitude, but you still got to catch them all. Next up. All righty. Uh, Leiden Films is preparing to release a new anime series of Roroni Kenshin, basically rebooting it, which revisits the original events of the manga. And new character designs have made their way online prior to the franchise's panel at this year's Jump Festa. Okay. So, yeah. Um... There's there's some there's some contention about this obviously because of the creator of Rurini Kenshin has had some let's say legal issues, um, some criminal affairs of the pedophilic kind. So people oh, are no. kind of yeah. So people have kind of stayed away from Rurini Kenshin, even though it is, you know, for at least from what I've said, is is a good good story. But yeah, that that kind of sours some people. But, you know, I know there are some people that are also separate the art from the artist type situation. So you take that for what it is. But if this is a reboot, I guess they're, they may be going. I mean, this is, you know, they're still using the source material. So you take with that also what you will. Next up. um, Okay, there we go. Boruto Anime enters Sasuke Retsuden arc in January, followed by Code arc. So Jump Festa 2020, uh, excuse me, the Jump Festa 23 event revealed on Saturday that Boruto, Naruto Next Generations anime will adventure, uh, will enter the arc that I just mentioned, adapting Jun Asaka's uh, Naruto Sasuke story, The Uchiha and the Heavenly Stardust um, spinoff novel in January 2023. The anime will then enter the code arc after the conclusion of the Sasuke um, Retsuden arc. And uh, this article has a uh, some key art from that particular arc, and uh, goes into the manga publishing, which has already happened, and uh, so on and so on. Next up, uh, the Jump Festa twenty three event on Saturday, this past Saturday, I guess, revealed or oh, two Saturdays ago, mm-hmm. um revealed no wait 16 no so yeah so it was last saturday probably uh revealed a promotional video more cast members or maybe two saturdays ago more cast members and more main staff for the television anime adaptation of yoshifumi tozuka's undead unluck manga okay yeah the article's from the 16th anime anime. yeah so it's two it is you were right it is two saturdays ago because the 16th was was the last thursday or Friday. friday yeah that's Friday. Yeah. Um, so here's my thing. So according to this article, the the anime reunites the main staff from Fire Force. Can we get season three of Fire Force? <laughs> 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 like, 
Like, I, I'm glad you, you got some new stuff going on. That's great, you know, but let's get season three of uh, Fire Force. Come on. Come on. Next up. Um, I guess it's me. Um, mm-hmm. My Hero Academia unveils the hilarious hero name of Bakugo. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is from the last, uh, last episode. Mm-hmm. So wait, his name is in spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen this, but I'm sure everybody but me has. It's in the manga. Already. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely in the manga. Right. Or yeah, if you've read the manga or seen the the, the last uh, uh, episode, then Bakugo's new name is quite the mouthful, labeling himself as Great Explosion Murder God Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Does he clap his hands and? No, we're, not, we're not doing a JJ thing here. Um with both heroes and villains within earshot sharing their hilarious take on the major reveal. Okay. Sure. I know enough about the character to know that that sounds like something he would probably name himself, but I also don't know, you know, what led him to it. So that'll be funny when I ever get to it. Next up. Uh, My Hero Academia creator shares special art for Jump Festa. So, as I said two Saturdays ago, Jump Festa occurred, and uh, Kohei Horikoshi, the My Hero Academia creator, shared some special art of Izuku Midoriya, Katsuki Bakugo, and Shoto Todoroki dressing up for the event. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, I don't remember if I put that article in the news, so let me just jump that one for next time. Uh, Ray Sue hits his mark in Buddy Daddy's anime character PV. So, yeah, this is another one of those, uh, character, um, um, excuse me, character videos for the Buddy Daddy series. I'm pretty sure there's probably, unless they're taking a break for, for Christmas holiday, uh, they're going, there's probably going to be another one, uh, soon but since the anime is going to premiere on january 6th i think they pretty much got the uh the main ones out of the way so yeah um yeah that's it we, we talked about buddy days i might check that out we'll see next up during the jujutsu kaisen event at jump festa 2023 the official series accounts revealed that the anime season two will begin its broadcast yay in july 2023 that's cool yeah, there is a character introduction trailer that uh, is available on YouTube was also shown. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things like it hasn't been long enough, but it's almost been long enough to where it's like, do what do I need to go back and watch the first season again? <laughs> well, I mean, there's the first season, the prequel movie and now this. Right. Well, I definitely need to see the prequel, prequel movie because I've not seen that. But I mean, that's you know, oh, it's good. It's yeah, good. I, I like it. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Stone season three reveals new trailer and, uh, it is there. I know there are people, I have not watched Dr. Stone, but I, I, I know people who have liked it. So it says here that, uh, following the end of the second season, it was revealed that Senku's next plan for expansion was to travel the world in search of the next major resource they need. Uh, this means they'll meet a whole new group of characters and situations in this new part of the world. Uh, it's why Dr. Stone Season 3 carries the subtitle New World. Not to be confused with the MMO of the same name, I'm sure. Mm. As Senku and the others go on a dangerous seafaring adventures. Also not to be confused with One Piece. That is me editorializing, so forgive me. Um, next up. 
All right, Mashley, or Mashley, Magic and Muscles has been steadily gearing up to make its official anime adaptation uh, next year, and now fans have a much better idea of when we can actually see it. The latest generation of Weekly Shonen Jump magazine franchises will begin making their anime debuts next year and leading the charge in many ways, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. So it will be premiering in April 2023. I had to skip forward. I'm like, where is this? Where is this information? Mm. I think it's Mashal, as in magic and muscle, but I don't. Uh, I, don't I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, it probably is Mashal. Make that makes sense. Magic and muscle. Yeah. You know, Mashley makes it sound like fragile. Right. Uh, <laughs> 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 Or 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 that ex girlfriend that you whose name Ashley and you don't really you know you, you always mess up her name or something I don't know some Fragile folks so, so silly um <laughs> um also weirdly reminds me of Mashable but I guess that's you know that's that's something else in itself uh that site Chainsaw Man creator creates uh, excuse me shares love for Himeno and new updates with fans. Um, which is just a reminder that I have not watched the last episode of Chainsaw Man or Spy Family, but, um, this is, this is for the previous episode in So yeah, during a uh, Chainsaw Man's uh, stage presentation during Jump Fest 2023 this past, uh, well, no. A couple weekends ago, original series creator Tatsuki Fujimoto shared a special statement with fans about his reaction to the ongoing anime. While the creator didn't exactly know where the animated would be in his run uh, when crafting the letter, he couldn't help but note how Himeno's uh, uh, impact on the second half of the season and beyond following her death. Spoiler alert, she dies badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... Well, not, well, I was about to say not badly, but it's bad enough. Um, says here that uh, thank you all for coming to the Central uh, Chainsaw Man stage. Fujimoto's letter to fans during Joe Fester began. I don't know when you're reading this, but I'm sure the anime is going very well. And uh, in the second half of the Chainsaw Man anime, uh, anime, Himeno is the focus of the drama. And we found out why. Um, Himeno is the kind of person who leaves bits of her own stuff at Aki's house. Uh, I think that Himeno leaves something little by little in each of you and that it will remain after her death. And I think we have found that to be the case uh, in this last, the, the episode before last. So we'll see where that goes. Next up. Uh, Spy X Family Anime continues with season two and movie officially announced for 2023. That's good news. Yay. I'm pulling up this article now, folks. I'm sorry. Um, so at Jump Festa 2023, uh, season two of the anime is currently in production, and that is alongside a Spy X Family movie, which is also set for a 2023 release. That's cool. We don't have exact dates, but uh, it's good to know that they are in production. Heh. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Gah! <laughs> or Borf. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was bad, right? Gah! 
Yeah, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> rest assured, we will probably get those actual sound effects in here at some point. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to see the thing is we're avoiding doing the work of cutting them and also getting in possible trouble by doing them ourselves. Yes. Well, we have to worry about ourselves. But yes, definitely the, the definite trouble of putting them out here. Um, yeah. Dragon Ball creator officially confirms zero superheroes timeline. So um, Akira Toriyama says that um, it's supposed to take place before the original ending of Dragon Ball. Um, So there's always been some ambiguity about when the stories are supposed to take place. While the first arc takes place four years after the Buu saga, other stories didn't have their timelines explicitly stated, which further complicated by super outright contradicting uh, Dragon Ball with things like... Bulma being more involved with Goku's life than what was originally stated and how young Bulma Goten and Trunks look. So, I still have not seen that movie and I still haven't finished uh, Super yet. So, some of this stuff is going straight over my head until I actually do watch it. Unfortunately, excuse me, fortunately, new comments from Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama go a long way to shed light on the current timeline. According to Toriyama, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero is supposed to take place right before, I just, well, I just said that, um, right before the original ending of Dragon Ball. So that's confusing in itself to me. But then again, it probably won't be once I watch it. So I'm going to shut up and say that, um, da, 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 da. yeah, the, basically what I said already is that there's confirmation of when this is placed and in its relation to Dragon Ball Super, the show. So, there you go. Next up. The One Punch Man anime's official Twitter account has put a damper on rumors circulating about who or which studio will animate the upcoming third season. The message from at OPM underscore anime urged fans not to be, quote, misled by unofficial information from other accounts, quote, unquote, stating that, quote, Accurate information will be announced from this account when it is time, unquote. While the tweet does not outright deny the report that MAPPA will animate season three, it does cast doubt on what appeared to be a major development for the highly anticipated return of the One Punch Man series. Which is which uh, One is Punch Man season two concluded three years ago. Right. Which which is funny because I'm sitting like, well, they're not they're not saying they're not doing it, but they're also not right. saying that they are doing it. Like, okay, so if they are, what's the, what's the point? Like, yeah, the, the stuff that came out recently was, was I believe, report, and, and I think we reported it as such. But if it's actually going to be the case where they're actually doing it, and you're like, no, no, I don't believe everything you read, but they're actually doing it, what was the point of this? Right. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I guess we'll see when, like I said, we'll see when it happens, when it happens. Uh, manga Corner, Jujutsu Kaisen Manga may end within a year. So, it's, uh, as initially reported by Anime News Network, the news uh, was revealed during this year's Jump Festival event. In a written statement, um, Gege Akutami cryptically told his fans and manga readers that Quote, if you accompany me for up to one more year, probably, I will be very happy. Uh, many have taken his words to mean that the final chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen will be published sometime in 2023. And I know this has gotten some people kind of talking online. It's like, wow, we're so used to like bleach in one piece level 
you know, long, long, long stories to where, you know, many that say they're going to end at the, you know, within a quote unquote short ish time, you know, is kind of unheard of, which is not necessarily true, but you know, uh, just more, just more seeing, you know, <laughs> people are, people are more used to the longer stuff than, than the shorter stuff. Uh, especially in Shonen, I guess. So, uh, but it doesn't say, doesn't necessarily say whether it's ending or not, but that seems to be what's, what the implication is according to accounts. So we'll see next up. Right. Just, I missed the, I missed the cue for the transition over to the manga news. So in unfortunate news, uh, it looks like My Hero Academia is changing its publishing schedule. So if you didn't know, the series is working through its final act. And creator Kohei Horikoshi still has plenty to do with Izuku Midoriya before the story wraps. However, it seems the artist has pushed himself too hard and My Hero Academia has announced it will be on a last-minute break this week because of their health. The update was shared recently through Shueisha as Horikoshi's team confirmed the manga is taking a short break. To all our readers, thank you for your support. Our author is sick. It happens recently to change the latest table of contents. My Hero Academia will continue on December 26th. All right. So that's why there was no uh, no issue last week. Right. Which unfortunately happens more often than not in manga. So I'm glad (laughs) he's taking a break. Right. Um, I'm actually going to shoe, shoehorn in a, a similar story, actually, uh, um, uh, because I thought I put it in here, but I did not. Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter announces new hiatus, creator health issues. So uh, Weekly Shonen Jump released an official announcement when it came to Hunter Hunter's upcoming hiatus, while stating that uh, Yoshi, Yoshihiro Tagoshi uh, is once again suffering from health problems, causing the weekly schedule to once again cease and uh, return date having yet to be refused, revealed. Because, yeah, Hunter Hunter went on hiatus at one point and then it finally came back and now, unfortunately, is having more health issues. Um, <clears throat> says here, thank you for reading Hunter Hunter. As for the publication of the manga, chapter 401 and after, we have discussed with Tagashi, Tagashi excuse me, about his uh, health condition and as a result, we have decided to publish Hunter Hunter in a format other than weekly serialization. So, the kind of uh, skilling it back. It says the manga publication further expanded on the upcoming hiatus and the work that Yoshihiro will continue putting into the series. Um, which ended in a thank you for continued support of Hunter x Hunter. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yeah. Next up. Uh, let's see. The Jawas get a present in two new Star Wars minibus. All right, so this is uh, uh, the, uh, some some merch news. So we got some Jawas minibus. I mean, if you really want a minibus of some Jawas, you know. <laughs> so you know, this is from the Mandalorian. This is Mandalorian style stuff. Mm-hmm. Check this out, yo. Both are available for pre-order now at GentleGiantLTD.com. Yep, if you're watching the video version, you can see uh, pictures of the bust. Yeah, in its all its glory. Such as it is. 
Um, Hot Toys unveils new Attack of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme Amidala collectible figures. Um, it says to celebrate 20th anniversary of uh, Attack of the Clones. Yes, Attack of the Clones is 20 years old, folks. Um, Hot Toys has unveiled new 1-6 scale figures of Anakin and Padme, uh, made into likenesses of both of those characters. So it says his uh, Anakin comes with um, his... Tailored Jedi robe and tunic, um, interchangeable mechano arm, two LED lights, and a lightsaber motion effects, as speci- and a specifically designed Genosian factory-themed stand. Hopefully, it will not come in with some sand, but if it does, we know it's coarse, and it gets into everything, because it makes sense. Uh, let's see. Padme also comes with... Uh, I Wait. Is this right? New eye rolling tech, new rolling eyeball technology, so she can roll her eyes at Anakin's early attempt at flirting. That's what this article's saying. That is not what I'm saying. That's pretty funny, though. That's funny. Uh, she comes dressed in white outfit, beige cape, yada 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 yada, and they're both going for well, Anakin's going for two hundred and seventy nine dollars, while Padme is going for two hundred and seventy dollars. Like once again, Hot Toys expensive, but you can see uh, pictures of them uh, as I'm scrolling through them right now. They look great, but you know, hot toys, pricey, pricey. Next up. Spider-Man's final no way home suit, basically a rendition of the classic Spider-Man suit has become a detailed hot toys figure. Um, The figure was displayed on the hot toys Instagram and is based on the appearance at the end of no way home. Uh, price tag, price tag, price tag, release date, price tag. Ah, the collector's edition is priced at $394 of Canadian. Well, the deluxe will be $485.76. Um, not expected to ship until January to June, 2024. Is that CAD, the Canadian dollars? I believe that's right. Okay. All right. So anyone with the conversion calculator, get it out. <laughs> All right. Next up. Um, yeah. No, I was, for some strange reason, I was thinking hot toys. Shout out to Missy Elliott. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> so here we go. Um, yeah, Canadian dollars equals 0.73 US dollars. Actually, hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, have, I must take the time to do this right now. Um, because thanks, Google. 74, which is 288.94 US. Still a lot of money. <laughs> um, let's see. Marvel's Sandman Gallery Diarrhea, Diorama, excuse me, Diarrhea. You said Diarrhea. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's always a chance of me doing that. Um, not the Diarrhea, but mixing it up. Uh, by DST. So Diamond Select's uh, Gallery Diorama line has a Sandman figure. And uh, it is, if you're watching the video version, there's a picture of it right there. Um... 
and it is going for, as I look for the price, this 10-inch sculpture features uh, detailed sculpting and paint applications, come with package with a full-color window box, and uh, they also sell that basically other members of the Sinister Sticks are also available, by the way. Uh, the price tag on this is $59.99, and the pre-orders are at uh, Diamond Select Toys as of as of right now. So have at it, folks. Next up. All right. So uh, this webpage has some in-hand images for Hasbro's new Marvel Legends series, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends 3-pack. So this isn't this is not exactly a repainting. What it is is that there are actually some new things here. Some of the characters are pegless, some of them are not, and some of them are kind of redos of uh, versions with repaint. So, you know, it's kind of a mix and match here. It's kind of nice that they're redoing the Firestar with the with a different body, a different buck, as they call it in the action figure world. And, um, you know, this is a, a slightly different Spider-Man than the Pizza Spider-Man or some of the other kind of like uh, multi uh, uh, classic like retro Spider-Man that that's like superposable. And the Iceman is different also. So if you're you know looking to get um, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, this is not a bad set to pick up. But as you as missed I, out on some of the other ones. Right. Because I have. A couple that being the copy, right? I, I figured you were about to get to that, right? Uh, I have, I have, uh, well, so you said that spot that the Firestar is new, a new body, right? The Firestar body is new, right? But I have and a Firestar the body, I think, is new also, but I think he's more of a new paint job than anything, gotcha. Because the other, yeah, the other Iceman we have is the, the newer version and not this kind of more classic ish version, right. Right. It's more of an animated style, like right. with the white depiction as opposed to like a blue depiction. Right. And the Spidey is a, is a different Spidey also. Right. So it, it, I thought about it for like, because I saw this, matter of fact, I got this from your Twitter when you when you had uh, reposted it. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I thought about it for two seconds and I was like, nah, if, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I already had a couple of these figures, um, I, I would probably go for it. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? There it is. You'd have to be of a certain finish to get that. Or you probably would have watched uh, uh Spidey and his amazing friends on that on that uh, streaming service, which shall not be named because they're not a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um why is this here again? Did Twice. I, this? I see that. Place? Yeah, I don't know why I did that. That's weird. Um because you let go and try to take stuff out, but Nevertheless, uh, it's been a week, folks. New She-Hulk collectible makes me feel like I've entered the Uncanny Valley, according to this article. So, um, another Hot Toys joint. And this time it's She-Hulk, attorney at law from the series. Um, they basically go in as to how they do the they did the, the She-Hulk character. So we don't need to necessarily go into all of that. All you might want to know if you're interested in is that you can pre-order the... the um, the figure from Sideshow for 300 bucks. Uh, if you're watching the video version, again, sometimes you should. You, you can get the uh, idea of what the the, um, the figure looks like. If you've seen the show, you already have an idea of what the figure looks like. Because it looks just like that. So, yeah. Um, doesn't have that dress, but it does have the, uh, the, um, the quote-unquote superhero suit. And some 
hands and a stand. So yeah, there you go. Next up. Believe it or not, 2023 marks 50 years of Howard the Duck and Marvel Comics is going to pay tribute to the iconic Fowl, F-O-W-L, with a year-long series of variant covers featuring Howard the Duck teaming up across the Marvel Universe. Okay. And you're going to get more, like, going to get Howard the Duck Volume 1 and, uh, uh, you know, Marvel Masterworks and uh, Volume 2 as well. Yeah. Um, That'll be on sale in February. Yeah. It's, and what something you just said just reminded me of something, which so I have to look this up. The greatest American hero is 41 years old. If you're of a certain vintage, you know that show. Um, and you, if you're of a certain vintage like me, <laughs> you feel very, very old right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but if you can find Greatest American Hero out there somewhere, and the the pilot for the the spinoff that never happened, uh, you you should do yourself a treat. Anywho, uh, um, Adam Warlock is reborn in Warlock Reborn Rebirth. Excuse me. So apparently, Ron Mars and Ron Lim are returning to with a new uh, Adam Warlock story. Um, following the uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth, which I don't remember if I read or not. Or read all of it or not, now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Duh, 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 duh. So 2023, they're going to re, uh, regather together for an Anna Warlock story set in the character's early days. And it says this pivotal challenge, tra- chapter will explore Adam Warlock's origin in astounding new ways and introduce a new character that will forever impact his legacy. And of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming out, so they kind of want to put some fire under, you know, under the name of Adam Warlock. Just saying. Uh, it says Warlock Rebirth, not to be confused with the X Men character, um, is going to arrive in April. And I'm going to take this time to say that um, what March solicitations are out uh, and are in the show notes if you are so inclined to check them out. And some of this news is coming from there. Next up. Uh, classic Spider-Man villain's weapon just gained sentience. This is a spoiler for this week's Ms. Marvel Dark Web issue. Number one. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it, so we we're not going to go all the way into it. Yeah, but yeah, something. Yeah, there was a thing. Normal when I was born, you can, you can figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor is about to face the Fantastic Four's greatest villain in March. So, again, come from solicitations. This is from Thor number 32, which is going to be written by Turin Grunbeck, excuse me, and artist uh, Nick Klein. Says that the prior Thor number 31 is set to launch a new arc for the series where Thor investigates how the Asgardian afterlife, Valhalla, has been broken into and emptied of its souls. But the following issue will pit Thor against Doctor Doom, whose, quote, latest plot lies deep within Asgard's history. Uh, The issue's solicitation teases that Thor will face Doom in battles of wit, (laughs) Um, (laughs) morals, and might while he tries to defend reality and itself from the villain. This ought to be interesting. I I might check that out, actually. (laughs) 
Next up. All righty. Uh, announced at New York Comic Con, Women of Marvel will be, will be back with another star-studded one-shot this March. And now fans can learn more about it. The giant-sized anthology will continue the tradition of uplifting the characters and creators you know. Um, let's see here. Uh, the adventure, the adventures that readers can look forward to. Rebecca Roanhorse, award-winning novelist, novelist and writer behind the recent Phoenix Song Echo series, breaks the fourth wall with She-Hulk. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers scribe Melissa Flores and artist Stacy Lee send. Uh, who did Silk send duo America Chavez and a Kate Bishop on a pulse-punching rescue mission to save one of their own. Critically acclaimed author and illustrator Victoria Ying of City of Secrets and artist Jody Nishima, Nishijima, that is, who did Spider-Gwen Gwenver spin a wild web for Silk on a night out with Black Cat. Okay, and more. This will be That's on weird. sale March 22nd. That's weird because the article is not wanting to come up for me. Oh, I'm looking right at it. Sorry. I know, but I think it might be. I, my Chrome has been wigging out lately, so it might be that. Next up, though, es- Escapade, shout out to Janet Jackson, takes the lead against a new villain uh, team in New Mutants Lethal Legion. And it's tying into the Fall of X, apparently. So, let's see. It seems to be... There's going to be a new Lethal Legion which takes his name from the old school villain team that has been led by Ultron and the Grim Reaper, according to this article and others. But it seems that uh, new mutants lethal legion, which is scheduled to run five issues, uh, will take over for the ongoing new mutants title, which apparently comes to its conclusion with uh, December 28th, new mutants number 23. Um, which I guess that is definitely news. Cause I did not know that. Uh, this apparent final arc of the ongoing New Mutants title is uh, written by Charlie Jane Anders, uh, with art by Enid Balum, who also who will also create New Mutants Lethal Legion, which ties to the upcoming Fall of X story arc in which mutant kind will face a new status quo, which involves uh, Tony Stark-designed Sentinels. Interesting. Next up. All right. Emma Frost is set to join the cast of the new Invincible Iron Man book in April. Okay, so apparently Emma Frost will pull Tony Stark out from rock bottom in April. Okay. Hmm. Not a redhead this time. Surprising. Right. Well, you know what? That's okay. But, you know, this is curious. Emma Frost, though, um, which I know they've talked during the, the gala, but Seemed kind of contentious then. And given that last story, I'm kind of curious if it's going to be in a relationship to, you know, it doesn't matter. John really ends his run on Marvel's Black Panthers. In, it's Marvel's Black Panther in 2023. So uh, March 2023 issue of Black Panther will mark the end of um, his run. And uh, with uh, Juan Cabal. Uh, let's see. All right, Tim, what you guys saying here? Shout out to Tim. For writing this article, uh, I'm just saying that because he's a boy, <laughs> not because we're doing that for any particular other reason. But uh, let's see. But yeah, uh, Black Panther number fifteen is going to be the last story, and uh, oh, excuse me, the last issue, and it looks like 
the cover of Black Panther 15 by Alex Ross. Uh, shows T'Challa in the mouth of an oversized Black Panther, his costume tattered and torn, uh, which I guess is going to be ending this um, the story arc that we are currently into that we talked about earlier, it looks like. Uh, so there's a quote here. The last 15 months working on Black Panther has been nuts in the best sense. Comic books remain some of the most valuable real estate in all of storytelling. Uh, to have a chance to work that real estate linked to Jala's past with the present while building out Mukanda's future, particularly with Tosin, uh, the feeling that comes with that opportunity is hard to describe. Um, I know I was fortunate to be able to experience, and that's a quote from um, from uh, John Ridley. And it goes on from there, but I'm not going to read the rest of it. So, and apparently there was a, a love for one of those characters uh, uh, that I did not know anything about. <laughs> so, that was interesting. I thought the characters was definitely intriguing, but, you know, sure. Um, what else I was going to say about this? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Release run is coming to an end. No word on, or at least no word yet on whether... Uh, anyone's taking up the book from there but uh, there are some preview pages which um show some things that are going to happen in the next issue so the next issue being the one after this one from this week next up right so this article talks about jason aaron's avengers run coming to an end interestingly now i have information that says that Avengers Forever is not ending until at least issue number 15 because there are many more parts to this Avengers Assemble story to come. It's a 10-part total story. We're only not quite halfway through. Um, We will be halfway through when we get to the next two issues of Avengers and Avengers Assemble. So we still got a long way to go. Yep. (laughs) As as is the air in a way. Yes. Next up. That's not a complaint. Just saying, you know. Right. <laughs> um, Kang the Conqueror returns to tease Marvel's big event for 2023, which I could have sworn this was a thing already, though. Um, but it says here that the next Marvel Comics one-shot brings back Kang the Conqueror to offer a preview of what fans can expect out of publisher for 2023. And I suspect we might have gotten one tease this week, um, uh, judging by a book that we talked about. So it says here, last December saw Jed McKay pen a Kang tale in Timeless, offering look at uh, offering looks at this year's impactful storylines like the fallout between Captain America and the Winter Soldier, debut of a new Iron Fist, uh, Reckoning War, and other things uh, that we won't go into. It uh, says that uh, comicbook.com has an exclusive preview of Timeless number one by Jed McKay, Greg Land, oh. uh, Patch Zerker, and Salvador La Roca. The preview uh, begins with a prologue of uh, Kang leading his forces to the massacre at the University of Spiriton. Uh Once Kang lands on the planet, he has one of his centurions bring a, uh, a savant who has the answers to the missing moment uh, Kang, Kang is looking for. And of course, you know, Kang's kind of bigger here. Might be some um, live action stuff he might be attached to also. Yeah, no. So it says here that, yeah, similar to last year's uh, Timeless Number 1, the 2022 edition promises to deliver mysterious teases and exciting first appearances. 
with uh, King the Conqueror as the central character. Which is again, this is kind of confusing because, like, okay, the last one's called Timeless Number One, and this is another Timeless Number One, as opposed to I don't know, Timeless Number Two or Timeless Twenty Twenty Two. So I don't know. That's just me nitpicking. Um, well, I guess it is. When it says Timeless Twenty Twenty Two is bigger and better than ever, there, according to Jim McKay. There's a uh, uh, preview here and the article, like I said. Um, and yeah, we'll look out for that because I'm sure. Once, even when we read it, we probably won't even remember what what's uh, the impending stuff until it happens. Next up, righty. the Power Rangers' most powerful artifact has been claimed by their oldest nemesis. Uh, this is in the latest issue of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay, mm-hmm. number one hundred three. I don't want to spoil the whole thing, folks. I mean, I don't really care, but I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah, they will get get to the real the real part of it. You don't care. <laughs> Sorry, just folks. It's it's the end of a long week. I'm pretty tired. I'm just like I don't care. But you know what? At the end of the day, I also don't want to spoil the whole damn thing. Well, I mean, I'll I'll say this part. It's Either, not. It, it only it was on sale this week. It's this week's issue. It is, but I mean, this is also look. If you know about it, you know about it. You don't. You know, Rita has a new name. Oh. That's all I was gonna say. Okay, and and kind of an upgrade, but I think, but there's also been like the last couple of issues kind of been uh, leading up to that, so it's spoiler, but not really. Dark Crisis finale reveals why Deathstroke wants to destroy the entire multiverse. Um, I believe this. Well, this is a preview for Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven, which came out this week. Neither one of us have read it, and I'm not going to go too too far into into this anyway because we haven't been keeping up, and one and or both of us may or may not read this at some point. But I believe it is also, like I was telling Agent Seventy earlier, I think this is supposedly leading into that dawn of the DCU mm-hmm. uh, thing that they're doing next year. So there is that. Next up. Oh, one second. Spoilers! Dark Crisis, The Flash was just saved by a Green Lantern-powered Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is not Guy Gardner. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, so this is from Dark Crisis Big Bang number one. So I think this book was out last week. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I guess. No, we have been keeping up with this. So as if it's not apparent, folks. We have yeah, I mean, I did not even get to read Dark Crisis, whatever the hell it is, number seven, the last issue of the main miniseries today, or yeah. this week, that is. Well, it is what it is. Well, I'm sure we'll eventually we'll get to it. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I was like, I'm not promising that. Uh, DC gives a major Wildstorm character a new gender swapped look. Um, this is spoilers for Wildcats number two, which is, I guess, on sale right now. So apparently, uh, one of the characters died, and then there's another version of the character that is, uh, that came up slightly a la, uh, G.I. Joe, gender, gender swapped. Um, I don't know too many of these characters, so, okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if this is a big deal or not. Except for, hey, this once, this character that once was a man is now a nut, is now a woman. Okay, next up. Is there a spillover? I just, I just, I, I just uh, checked the page. I think everything should be there. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Pardon me, folks. So, uh, Superman City gets its own Batman with a new anti-hero character. This is a spoiler! Uh, for... So this is in the March 2023 solicitations for DC. So there is a character called the Spirit of Metropolis. And this is a new kind of Batman-style anti-hero character for Metropolis. Okay. But also kind of familiar to a Marvel version of a, a of, of the character. If you're watching the video version, you can definitely see what I mean. I see but. what you mean now. Yeah, I scrolled. I had to scroll down. Because you can't see it from the close-up shot that's at the top of the website, but you can see it when you scroll down. Right, but and even the name kind of evokes that. But uh, and I've seen shots. Um, I think I've seen shots on Twitter of of the of the, of this new character from I think the artist. So or um, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, some sad news: AfterShock Comics files for bankruptcy. So uh, it says here, uh, days after Aftershock went viral for claims regarding the failure to create uh, to pay creator royalties, the comics publisher has filed for bankruptcy protection. Uh, the parent company of the oh wait is the name oh yeah the parent company of the comics I thought the parent company's name was Monday I'm like that's a weird name for a company, but the parent company of the comics outfit. Uh, Aftershock Comics LLC filed for Chapter 11 protection. Um, the company filed paperwork in District Central of California. But yeah, I've saw some rumblings on this in the last couple of not the bankruptcy itself, but you know, creators talking about them not getting paid from Aftershock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was been meaning to look more into this and this kind of is I guess the end result of that um, outside of that so it's kind of sad it's kind of sad um, there was a statement obtained by this uh, by comicbook.com for the for the for Aftershock but uh, yeah it kind of wasn't much of a statement anyway next up yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it does. You know, there's only so many publishers out there, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing nefarious is uh, that's going to be found out, you know, going into the running of it. But, you know, there are things that happen. Mm-hmm. But- uh, Archie's new horror anthology exposes the dark side of a Riverdale icon. So this March, Archie Horror unleashes a new one-shot anthology centered around Pop's chocolate shop with three all-new tales of terror. Okay. Pop Tate ain't never done nothing to nobody. Why are you, why are you going to do this? And no, I'm just kidding. They're, they're doing this horror thing to, to a lot of their properties. So Yeah, this will be available March 22nd from Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. So I guess not a big surprise. Um, Transformers artist Nick Roche celebrates series wrap with Prime Art. Um, 
And I first saw this, I was like, that's Ultra Magnus. What are you talking about? But the other, there is a prime in the picture that is not Optimus. So Roche, Roche excuse me, posted a sketch on his Twitter account in commemoration of Transformers time at IDW. Roche's captions, uh, caption reads, I wish I had the mental bandwidth right now to properly mark the passing of IDW's Transformers. Uh, the threads you guys are putting together are wonderful. Uh, to the editors, fellow creators, and readers, thank you. Together, all of us, we achieved something. Which, yeah, I kind of, I kind of ended up liking uh, that run. Um, it was, it had a weird start, but you know, it, it, yeah, it was slightly different. It was different enough, I should say, to to be interesting. Uh, and there's a picture of, I guess, what looks to be uh, Rodimus Prime walking away. So there is that. Next up. Okay. Uh, Keanu Reeves Berserker announces its grand finale. I talked about this already. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the grand finale is not going to come out until March 2023 with uh, the final 12th issue of this series, which is, you know, uh, had its ups and downs. I've been able to follow it. I think it will read better as a collected edition, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't. Now, I think you mentioned a little bit more than what this, mm-hmm. are. right? Because I, yeah, because the uh, what you call it? Because the um, the creators Matt Kint and Keanu Reeves actually put some extra uh, content into the book at the end of the issue to kind of talk about um, what they're gearing up for. Right, and I'm sure I'm sure there's probably another article with that stuff, but this is basically, hey, that, that's that. Right, and that is uh, the end of the news section. Let's get one last ad read. Our last ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. It's too late for Christmas, folks, but visit visit cspn.us and click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would if you were in time for Christmas, including books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. You're muted. There we go. I hit the button. And just, <laughs> like it wasn't trying to work with me, apparently. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we have come to the end of this here show. We appreciate each and every one of y'all for coming out on this day before the day before Christmas. Um, again, if you get this after the, the fact, we hope you have a wonderful and safe Christmas time. Uh, because after all, And that's all I'm playing, so we don't get uh, so we don't get sued or taken down. Right, but at the same time, I sympathize if this is how you're feeling. I say, bah, humbug. Yeah, I do too. Honestly, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Because we could go into that, but that's a whole another con- conversation for a wholly different uh, um, 
uh, uh, podcast. For real. So if you celebrate, hopefully you have a, have a wonderful and safe holiday. Um, if you don't celebrate, understood, but have a good and safe time. Either way, stay warm. Um, I have been Radicat. You can find me at Radicat on Twitter. You can find me at News News Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. Agent underscore seven, you can find on Twitter and Instagram. PC underscore dirt, you can find on Twitter. PopCultureNet uh, on Twitter and PopCultureNetwork.com and all those umbrella sites they're in. Uh, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. You can also find him on CP Cron on Twitter, which is the, the Combo Chronicles uh, Twitter account. You can also find him over at B-Click Nation on Twitter. That's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, bclicknation.com. But most importantly, you can find uh, Tim over at comicbook.com where he's writing his face off. <laughs> Timothy Adams, go look for his stuff there. Click, read, Dumps it up, all that kind of good jazz. Uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coastal of the Podcast Network. That's ESPN.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast for place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, or aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like and subscribe and give us all the five-star reviews. Weird. Uh, you could also find us recording normally every Thursday night, 9.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash TheClickNation and Twitch.tv slash ComicBookChronicles. Again, click like, subscribe, and uh, all the good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've said everything prior to this, so the only thing to say now is this has been the Cumberland Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One. Happy holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs>